and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. You're tuning in to episode 22. I almost said 21 minutes. <laughs> that was last time. Me. <laughs> uh, no, episode 22 today. Um, and if you're new, then a very magical welcome to you. As always, a huge thank you to everyone who has been downloading our episodes over the last few weeks, who are regular listeners. Um, we're getting very close to our next Ooh. listening milestone. So we really appreciate all of you so much. It's great to kind of see the figures jumping up and mm-hmm. people clearly like they're doing little like binge sessions because we can see them, like people are listening to like a, a sequence of them. So it's great to see you all listening. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Um, probably by the time we, maybe actually by the time we release this. Maybe. Potentially we reach our next milestone. So keep an eye on our Instagram to uh, to, to see updates for that. Very um, so if you are listening, and we know that you are, <laughs> <laughs> Here's our, our cheeky plug for a review. Um, guys, we can see you. We can see there are hundreds of you listening. We have eight reviews. It's a joke. <laughs> so if you if you've already yeah. listened, um, then it would be far better to go and give us a review. We know that not everyone yeah. um, listens on platforms that allow reviews. Like if Spotify, for example, doesn't have them. Um, if you could take the time and you're an Apple user... We would really appreciate if you could just head to like Apple Podcasts and just like pop a little review on there. You can either write something or you can literally just tap the amount of stars and it yeah. takes two seconds. Um, it would be really, really useful for us because it really increases like the visibility on the search um, criteria on, on, on those podcasts. Um, and it just kind of like helps like boost our visibility and kind of bring more people in. And that's always what, what we want to do. We want to share the different yep. conversation with more people. Um, so that would be fab so if you enjoy what we do you enjoy listening to us we don't want your money we don't want a kidney <laughs> we, just, we just want that tiny little uh, review that would really really be fab so thank you very much if, if you have already we know some of you already have yeah thank you to the eight of you lovely who have. <laughs> as well i must say they yeah. are lovely so yeah oh, but... I like that please <laughs> <laughs> if you hate it as well feel free to say that as well so we know you know but <laughs> If you keep listening, I'm going to assume you don't hate what yes, we're doing. You must be here for a reason. <laughs> um, and as we said before, feel free to pop episode suggestions in your review as well. Yeah. I've done that for some uh, podcasts that I listen to. I've put like, I love this, but I'd love to see X, Y, Z as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's something that you are really passionate about Disney-wise and want to hear us chat about, uh, just pop it in the in the review or drop us an email as well, which we'll talk yeah. about more at the end of the episode. Yes, you get the control over the content. I mean, who wouldn't want that, you know? That is true. So, yeah. Even that everyone's control freaks like us, though. That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, today is all about Marvel's latest series on Disney+, Plus, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which is a bit of a mouthful to say, actually. It is, actually. It's a bit like WandaVision all over again. <laughs> but even when you write out, like, the abbreviation, that's not oh, short either. No. That's a whack. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to say it, so I'm like, it's just as bad as the actual name. <laughs> so, we'll be discussing our thoughts on all six episodes. We'll be splitting the episodes into three sections, so there'll be two in each section. And we'll be talking about the themes of the series, our favourite moments, and what we thought of the characters. And much like our WandaVision episode, this one will definitely contain spoilers. Yeah. So, please stop now and come back and listen to this after you finish watching the to series. To be fair, we've given you a month. We have. <laughs> We have. I was thinking that. We've given more time this time. So I think like, with WandaVision, we had to jump on it because that was more like a slow burner yeah. and there was more episodes. Mm-hmm. But this time, we have deliberately left you a month. We have. So you've had 
and plus the time it was airing, you've had yeah. over two months to watch. <laughs> Literally forever. Like, so many series could have been watched in that time. And also, I feel like the casual Marvel watchers have mm. probably watched it now as well. True. So, so, you know, you have time. But if you haven't, then please stop here and come back. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't want to ruin it for pause. you. Please <laughs> pause now. <laughs> We just don't want to ruin it for you because there will be spoilers. As we've said before, it's impossible to talk about Marvel without spoilers. Um, I feel like it's impossible for us to talk about most films without spoilers. That's true. That is I true. I always feel like if I listen to a podcast or something like about, unless it's like a, a review something that's in the, in the cinema or like a recommendation, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like if we're going to talk about reviewing a film, yeah. <laughs> the important parts are usually spoilers. Yeah. So if can't. I listen to a podcast and they're like, ooh, we can't tell you that a bit, I'm like, but I've seen it. Like, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> that would just um, be really annoying if people were like, ooh, um, I can't tell you this bit. So. Uh, <laughs> see for yourself true so so if you want a boring podcast <laughs> then we'll just uh, like beep everything out but yes. it's not boring so yes and on that note if you do love this episode and you make it to the end and you're a marvel <laughs> fan then after this episode you could go back and listen to episode nine which is our introduction to marvel episode yes. and episode 17 which was our wandavision episode so maybe yeah. you're feeling the marvel mood and, you know, we've got you in the zone and maybe you want to binge them all. If so, we wet your Marvel appetite, we yeah. have plenty of content to deliver. <laughs> so they are the episodes you need to go back to. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. On that note, we will begin with our first fun fact of the episode. So, fun fact number one. Wyatt Russell, who plays John Walker in revealed that he originally auditioned for the role of Captain America for Captain America the first Avenger in 2011 well the one that was released in 2011 yeah. and it was his very first audition but obviously as we all know Chris Evans got the role and funnily enough Russell got to play the next incarnation of Captain America in this show so it's funny how these things work out, isn't it? It is, it is. I also saw why I've never seen White Russell in anything else before. No. And then I watched a film this week on Netflix, The Woman in the Window. Don't necessarily recommend stars. Mm. Um but he was in that and I was like, how is it that I've never seen this guy in anything before? And yeah. then pops up. Um yes. Yeah, I mean I yeah, I mean I, I love Chris Evans too much to have ever say like Yeah, I don't I don't think I, I love um, White Russell as well, which we'll get to yeah. in the episode. But I just don't I don't think it would have been the same. <laughs> I think no. the role he got cast in for this was was perfect for him. So Yeah, I agree. Um and but I also I must have been a bit awkward like mm-hmm. auditioning and then being like because I wonder if he had to audition for this again and whether he got offered it like straight away, I wonder. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I was reading about it. Yeah. I, I feel like he might have had to still audition again yeah. for it because it had been a while since that one as well. So well, it's like how we we found out. Here's a cheeky extra Marvel fun fact for you. <laughs> but of course, it's about Thor. Because of course it is. Course. Listen, okay, it's a really good. Here we go. <laughs> because Chris Hemsworth auditioned him. Was originally told no. He was told that like he was told no. Um, and then his brother Liam auditioned and almost got the part. But then he was told that he was like a bit too young. So mm. apparently Chris Hemsworth was like, not having that. Like, <laughs> no way. So then he asked Liam for help with, Love that. with the audition and went back in and then got it. Um, so if you're ever feeling down, mm. Chris Hemsworth almost wasn't Thor. There you go. Yeah. And, and also, 
And why fun fact, because you've mentioned before now. So. Oh, interesting. I wonder who because it is going to Tom Hiddleston <laughs> auditioned originally to be Thor, but actually, yeah. as it happened, he was destined, as we all know, to play Loki. So mm, true. everything happens for a reason. It happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Like the Friends characters, like auditioned for, is it like Monica? Is it um, Courtney Cox auditioned for Rachel? I think didn't she mm-hmm. first? So, yes. Yeah. So sometimes we're getting a bit philosophical. We haven't even started this. The same. <laughs> oh dear. <But> sometimes. <laughs> what's What's for you won't go by you. One of my favourite uh, quotes. And, uh, and and Jenna, if you're listening, Jenna listens quite a bit. She's one of um, my my friends that I met when I went to Disney. Her mum says that all the time. I feel like I've picked it up. What's for Excellent. you won't go by you. So I love it. There you go. It's very nice. It's very motivational. It is. It is. Um, so Chris Hemsworth, if you're listening, and <laughs> if you're listening, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to segment one. Um, so this is where we want to be talking about the background of the show and how it was received to give you a little bit of context in case maybe if you haven't seen it and are just here for the fifth of fun and for spoilers, mm. um, or if you don't know a lot about the background, you just need a bit of a reminder because it obviously was... Um, it started, the launch started over two months ago now, so you might need a little refresh. Um, so The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a mini-series created by Malcolm Spellman for Disney+. Plus. Um, it's a Marvel production, and um, it's only the second, like, MCU yeah. TV series, although there are other TV series from Marvel. This is, like, the second one that's officially in canon, like, mm. a phase. Um, and it features the Marvel comic characters Sam Wilson, also known as Falcon, and Bucky Barnes, who we know as the Winter Soldier. Um, and both of these characters are pretty prominent across the MCU. Yes. Um, and like, for example, the Winter Soldier has been in since day one, really, um, in terms mm-hmm. of the chronological timeline. Um, pretty cool, really, because Bucky is like the longest kind of, although Iron Man was released technically first. Yeah. If you look at the chronological timeline, Bucky has been in it for like the longest now, really, like the yeah. longest on the Avenger. Well, yeah, yeah, we is. Um, yeah, by now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like in Endgame when they're like Avengers Assemble, it's like anyone that's on the screen was like, yeah. Avengers <laughs> you all count. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the show premiered on Disney Plus exclusively on the 19th of March of this year in 2021 and ran for just six episodes until the 23rd of April. It was originally supposed to be released before One Division, but then you know this thing called COVID happened and everything mm. just got thrown up in the air and it was all yeah. a bit of a mess. Um, so it's part of phase four of the MCU, but it now exists after One Division um, in, in the timeline now. Mm. <laughs> accident. Um, but it, it does take place after the events of Avengers Endgame, and I think when you kind of watch it, it makes sense that it kind of happened at the same time. I reckon. Like, yeah, it does. Um, I feel yeah. like we're getting a lot of that from like phase four. Is a mm-hmm. lot is happening like alongside each other uh, because they all kind of go their, their separate ways. Um, so it's a nice insight into life after Thanos, basically. Yes. Um, so, so yes. A plot summary, right? Dear Lord, help you. Um, this one. <laughs> I'm gonna just be like a brief because you could you could spend hours on <laughs> this plot fair. summary. So this picks up the, the show picks up after Avengers Endgame, as we said, and it follows mainly Sam who was the Falcon, and Bucky, who was obviously Winter Soldier, and they were obviously both great pals with Captain America. Um, if you haven't seen Endgame, I don't mm. know why you're still listening. No. But, <laughs> but um, a spoiler alert for Endgame, so feel free to like press like forward for a few seconds. Um, so obviously at the end of, of Endgame, we get that surprise that Captain America is now an old man, um, and that's one of the big jokes of the series is what actually has happened to Captain America. There's a big joke that like he's on the moon, like no one really knows where Steve Rogers is, yeah. So we see that Sam and Bucky, because that was who they were attached to, their whole like past few years of their lives have been attached to um 
to Steve. And obviously both of them also disappeared in the, spoiler again, blip. Yes. <laughs> in Infinity War. Um, but they obviously were gone for five years. So we see Sam and Bucky trying to pick up their lives after Steve, but also after being gone for five years. Um, so initially, I think people were quite shocked to see that they, they went it their separate ways. So mm. I think we all expected them to be together from the beginning. Yeah, like already weren't. in the action. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of got their individual stories in episode one. And then as we kind of continue to watch, there's this terrorist group called the Flag Smashers. It is the Flag Smashers, isn't it? It is, yes. Thank you. Great memory there. Thank you, me. Um, <laughs> who basically, after the, the the events of Endgame and, and the, the world's like blip, um, which is what the, the MCU are calling like Thanos' snap, um, Obviously, boundary disappeared, law disappeared, politics disappeared, and people could move freely across countries. And then once all these like governments were reinstated and everyone was, was brought back, all of a sudden there's more chaos because people are, in inverted commas, not where they're supposed to be. So lots of people are, are now being treated like refugees and being forced out of the homes they've had for the last five years. So this group, they're called a terrorist group. That is a question that we'll look at later. Are they mm. actually a terrorist group? Mm. Um, that kind of create... Um, a resistance movement towards this and they're kind of fighting for one world one people as they keep saying and um, to make sure that that people are kind of given the same freedom over their own choices as, as they had during the blip so yeah. that's kind of like the the antagonists of, of the whole yeah kind of <laughs> um, and that, that's what kind of triggers Bucky and Sam getting back together trying to go and address where they're 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 across Europe just making havoc really yeah but then alongside this, we also see at the end of Avengers Endgame, yeah, another spoiler, um, Steve hands over the shield to Sam and we're all sat there waiting for Sam to become the next Avenger, sorry, the next um, Captain America. Yeah. But in episode one, we see Sam actually give the shield away. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> like, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I don't really feel like it. It's not my colour. Um, and hands over to the Smithsonian Museum. Um, so this is this is a whole trial as well of the, of the series is, who deserves to be Captain America? What does mm. Captain America now mean? And that's a really big message that I don't think we've ever really thought about before because Steve was always just Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. But this series really addresses, this is quite an in-depth plot summary because there's a lot going on in this. There's a mm-hmm. lot happening. Like, there's a lot. There's loads of different strands. And so it, Sam thinks he's doing a great thing. He's donating this piece of history to the museum. Uh, and then, oh, look, there's another random Captain America who just turns up. Uh, mm. No one knows who he is. And he's, he's taken on the role of Captain America. So... He is quite problematic. We're not really sure kind of like what he believes in, what he's for. Um, he's not quite Steve. <laughs> no. So alongside all of this, we have we then have themes of racism as well. Because obviously yep. Sam um, is, is black. And there's this whole question of like, can a black man be Captain America? And then it kind of takes you down other routes of like uh, previous black men's experience in the MCU, which we haven't experienced yet. Um, from new characters. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot to do with politics, a lot to do with power, government, race. Um, just, I mean, there's a bit of everything in this. There show. is, yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of the plot <laughs> summary in general. We we travel across Europe, and then Zemo comes back from <laughs> from Captain America: Civil War. He pops back in. We get some Wakandans who just appear as yes. well because why not? <laughs> um, so we basically travel around Europe trying to track down these terrorists and stop them, mm-hmm. um, so that the world doesn't explode. Basically, but alongside that, there are, there's also this big question of what does it mean to Captain America? What yeah. is in America and deep is it actually issues. it is deep it is so like, deep it is and the big question is like is what is Captain America really this great symbol that we that we've always thought it was mm. um or does it mean something completely different mm. um so and who gets to decide that 
Yeah, that's another big question as well, because obviously a lot of the, the driving forces have gone. So Iron Man's gone. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Um, <laughs> Captain America's gone. Um, we've also got Black Widow's gone. So all these people, and Nick Fury is still in hiding, it, it would mm. seem. Um, no one hears from him. Nope. Um, so, you know, Wanda's off having a breakdown in New Jersey. <laughs> so all of these people that would normally take control are not here anymore. And so it's really fresh ground, I think, for the the MCU because there's no yeah. one in charge that's a really big mm. thing on this is who is in charge and, and who makes those decisions yeah. um, and you also get nice insights into private lives and stuff like that as well so um, for six episodes there's a lot there there's a really lot is. that goes on so much packed in so so, so there you go um, and, and thankfully by the end um, we do get Captain America which we'll talk about in a sec um, <laughs> I'm sure um, and we, you know, we kind of have that arc of Sam eventually does take on the mantle yeah. of Captain America, but it's not easy. It's not an easy road, um, and, I, and and the sense that we get at the end of the series is that it's only just started. Um, so it's a nice lead-in, I think, to the rest yeah. of Phase Four. It seems to be the way it is. Yeah, um, as Marvel like to do, they, they like do lead on to the next adventure. They do, which is very exciting. So yeah, so bit of a longer plot summary, but I feel like you kind of have to with that one because there's so many different strands. Yeah, there's so much happening at once. It's actually ridiculous. It is. I thought One Division was ridiculous, but now like this, this is also <laughs> there's so much. Yeah, it's because there's so many characters in this one as well. Like, yeah, everyone has their own arc. Yeah, it's just Wonder. It kind of is all sent. Obviously, you had Vision as well. Yeah, it was all centralized around Wonder. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, oh my god, like there's so many different questions around. Oh, it also looks like the way like military are treated in America yes. and yep. the value of like military service and all that kind of stuff as well. And um, so there's, there's it's a, it's probably one of Marvel's most political movies. Yeah, uh, sorry, um, projects. Um, yeah, so it's brave, but I think it definitely pays off. Um, it's it just so deep. It is deep. And it also deals like deals with trauma as well. Um, yeah. with Bucky, like with his therapy sessions yeah. and everything. So that's also another deep part of it is seeing him heal. Yeah. After his traumatic times. And there's so a lot, yeah, there's a lot of identity stuff in this as well. Yeah. A lot. All I think that's one big thing. All of those elements that we've talked about, I think, tie into identity as the overall. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people realizing that without those initial um things that they held on to whether it was law politics friends the army whatever it was Mm -hmm. those are removed or broken down people then struggle to know actually who they are and what they stand for and so it's it's, again it's really really deep um, and it's something that I think is really relevant today's culture when we look at all these different movements that we currently have from Black Lives Matter last year to all the the democracy questions in the US Mm -hmm. to um, to so many different things that happen and movements in our country in our world at the moment we're asking questioning what we've always assumed to be true um so again a bit like with one division it's very relevant to today yeah um, so i'm going to stop talking now <laughs> um so with all of that there's obviously people have had a lot of opinions on it so rosie mm. over to you people have tell us... <laughs> to say about this unsurprisingly because we do too <laughs> we do as well so yeah if you could tell us a little bit about the reviews and the reception yeah well the interesting thing about this is you can tell from the off that people were excited about this because mm. the first episode was the most watched series premiere ever <gasps> for disney plus with 1.7 million households watching the episode in its opening weekend so that it surpassed mandalorian season two <gasps> episode one and one division episode one so this was the most popular first episode that. that they've ever had so you can tell 
people went into this thinking it's going to be good. They were yeah. hyped to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier and see what they were going to do without Cap. So that's yeah. like huge. That's a lot of pressure for a series as well. Especially after great, but... WandaVision being mm-hmm. so well received and yeah. so popular. I remember thinking like I'd be quite nervous. Yeah, daunting. Like, A, people are watching. Like people are watching these yeah. series. People are valuing them and people have a lot of opinions about them. Yes. So, yeah, I think it will be quite scary to go in, especially because it's so different to one division. Yeah. Well, yeah. it be quite intimidating for them thinking, how are we going to be received? But clearly, yeah. people were excited. Yeah, so there was a lot of excitement around it. And it's been praised uh, for bringing the Black experience to the mm-hmm. forefront um, because Malcolm Spellman, the creator, Katie said earlier, actually assembled a nearly all black writers' room for the series. Oh, amazing! Um, so that's been he, he was praised for doing that because obviously it brought the, the black experience to the forefront, um, which is unlike most superhero mm-hmm. films or TV shows before it as well. So that's quite a, a new thing, which is great, like great to see. There it is. And obviously, as we've said, the series tackles lots of issues um, with you know discrimination mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's it's been praised for that, which is great because that is, as we'll talk about, something yeah. it definitely does really, really well um however the pacing of the series was met with quite a lot of criticism from critics because mm. they said that the series potentially would have been better as like a binge watch series rather than being spread across mm. because they were saying like compared to one division one division's better like as episodic because it was like cliffhangers at the end mm. but with this one people were saying i'd rather have just kind of carried on watching it instead of waiting another week for it because it didn't flow the story yeah. didn't flow as well which i kind of get um I get, but at the end of the day, like, we're in a a world now where binging is a gift. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. And the reason that we can binge is usually because they're series that aren't new. Mm. Um, If you look at most TV series on the television, you have to wait a week to see the next one. Yeah, and Disney Plus have to do what they can, you know, uh, to keep people, yeah. yeah, to get new people signed on. Like, it's, you know. Plus, I feel like it creates a bigger buzz around it because every Friday you're like, it's Marvel Day. <laughs> yeah, I like, I do like that aspect of it. And you kind of think of it through the week, like, oh, I wonder what's going to And you get like a really nice sense of community because you know that every other Marvel fan is watching it on the same yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. So, and, and like seeing new posts on social media and all that kind of stuff, I think it creates, for the Marvel community, I think it, it does, it's annoying when you have to wait on the globe panel. Yeah. It's nice because it does feel more like, like, a, like a group watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on your own. No, definitely. Because I think like, if it was out to binge, you wouldn't get that kind of sense of like everyone's following it like constantly. Yeah. And because people like posted about it on Instagram, Twitter, like every week, and I enjoyed like seeing yeah. what people's thoughts were. So it's quite nice because then you can assess the episodes individually as well, which I think yeah. is quite nice because otherwise things can blur definitely quite yeah, into yeah. one thing. So so yeah, that's interesting. Um, but this series has already won awards. I know. Well, which is great. So uh, you may have seen that the MTV Movie Awards happened last week, I think it was. And Marvel did rather well uh, with just that. Just a little bit. <laughs> Basically just cleaned up all the awards, you know. <laughs> and so actually Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie won the award for Best on Screen Duo. That so makes that, sense. That's yeah. impressive. That's great. Um, and Anthony Mackie also won the award for Best Hero, which makes sense yeah yeah very <laughs> given well the ending <laughs> um so that's great though like already they've got uh, awards yeah. for that series and it's only just finished really like a month ago yeah um so yeah already got some more to be interesting to see if it gets any more because i read somewhere that 
that Malcolm Spellman was potentially going to try and put it forward for the Emmys, but in like a specific category for it. Yeah, I've seen this because that's what people are kind of speculating for because they're, they're putting one division forward as a limited series. Yes. But for Falcon and Soldier, they're putting it as like a drama. That's and it, yeah. So people are speculating. Well, first of all, it means they're not going to be competing for the same awards, which makes sense. Yes, But it does. people are also speculating that it means there might be like a second series coming yeah, because it's yeah. not being put as a limited series. So um, they might just be being tactful and not like cannibalizing each other's awards mm-hmm. um but people got quite excited when they saw those submissions so hopefully we'll see. i mean i think they deserve they both deserve some form of emmy because they're both definitely incredible and the acting was absolutely oh, yeah. incredible from from the leads and all the other characters as well yeah. like amazing so yeah so obviously you know reception there very popular because that yeah. was a, a what's the word audience voted, audience voted yeah. award so yeah so then looking at scores so on IMDb, uh, it's got 7.5 out of 10, Quite um, which is impressive. Compared to One Division, so One Division had 8.1. Obviously, it's been out longer, so you do have to obviously take that into account. So they're yeah. on very like similar sort of areas in terms of scores. Um, and then Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it 88%. That's really high, which is yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, and then the audience gave it 72%, which is interesting because that's quite a big I think that's quite a big difference between 88 and 72. Yeah. So, yeah. but the reviews that we'll go for in a minute will <laughs> maybe show you why. Um, but WandaVision, again, just to compare, um, is at 92%. I think WandaVision was just so, like, new and different as well. Yeah, it's unique. seen that before. So yeah. I think, and it was revolutionary. It was really experimental. And those seem to do, like, better from a critic point yeah. of view. Yeah. Because it's new. So yeah. I'd expect that, to be fair. Yeah. And then uh, Metacritic is very similar because critics are giving it 74%. The audience give it 59%. That's low. That's very really low. low. Um, so again, it is obviously still new though, so it takes time true, for like true. scores to materialise properly. Um, so take it with a pinch of, a pinch of salt for now. Yes. It may, it may go up, it may go down. But then looking specifically at reviews, so I thought we'd start with critics' reviews this time. Um, and so Matt Perslow from IGN said that The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is an earnest, thoughtful, and politically charged story that skillfully explores issues of racism, duty, and legacy in a manner perfectly attuned to the style of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. It's very eloquent, that. That, that is um, beautifully written. It is. It really is. They're good at their job. They are. <laughs> well done, Matt. Impressive. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, we agree with that, because... Yeah. That's exactly what you said. They explored. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to like check these reviews before I do and just steal their words and then be yeah. like, oh, like, they've copied me and my elegant plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Zaki Hassan from the San Francisco Chronicle. And they said, a fascinating look at the inner lives of these heroes, one that simply wasn't on offer in the films, which, yeah, because yeah. you don't get to see as in depth um, like stories of these characters in the yeah. films. It's nice to see more about their <laughs> I think I lives. texted you in the first one, and I was like, we've seen, we've heard more from Sam and Bucky in this last hour than we have in the last 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. You. <laughs> it's so true, because I was like, wow, like, because we're seeing so much of, like, Bucky speaking, and I was like, this, we, we haven't yeah, seen it. no. It was so, so, so nice to see what they're like. And actually, because they were separate as well in the beginning, it made it even nicer, because it, it kind of showed, like, what they were like on their own yeah. as well. So, Well, especially yeah. from Bucky's perspective, because... If you think he he was blipped in Endgame, so we, we we only saw him like very briefly. Yeah, he was blipped in Infinity War, so we barely saw him like 
yeah part of like the solution at the end and he was in Wakanda so he wasn't in the initial startup section he just turned up with a gun yeah <laughs> and <laughs> um, so we haven't actually seen him since Civil War um yeah. like in, in those post-credit scenes so it's been a while since we've seen from Sebastian Stan to be fair yeah, yeah. Um, so it was nice to see so much of, of their characters and, and to see it like their families and their insights and yeah all those different things sister. which nice. as Zaki says there like you you can't do it in a film because there's, no. you have to follow a plot so yeah I agree I think it was lovely to see more of them as a character especially because they've been side characters for years mm-hmm. it was lovely to see their yeah. characters fleshed out it was great I love that it's one of the real yeah. benefits I think of a Marvel TV series definitely because obviously we got that with wonder and vision mm-hmm. as well which it was great like it's just so nice to see because we want to see these characters yeah so it's just nice that they're not second to the main character like they are the main yeah. character or main characters so yes and then matt Cabral from common sense media said that everything about the show including most critically its heart and humor will feel comfortably familiar to anyone who's laughed cried or cheered during a marvel film yeah yeah it definitely had that vibe to it yeah, and you know what? Because I feel like they've got that so um, right with both these TV series because mm. I, I was worried that they weren't going to feel like Marvel films. I was worried mm. they were going to feel a bit different, but you still get the exact same quality and emotion and, and response that you would have if you went and sat and watched yeah. a Marvel film in its entirety. Definitely, like the hype is there. Like yeah. you're like, they're like, you know, eyes glued yeah there's no time to be scrolling on your phone if you need to go for a wee you have to pause pause. like if you need to make a drink you have to pause like it's critical that you watch it like obviously means it's engaging um so so yeah that's critics one but the viewers ones so we've got someone from Boston Tomatoes and they said an entertaining and emotionally charged story full of action, incredible acting and some truly deep cuts into how America treats its minorities in a way that no one would have expected a superhero show to handle so well. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Very much agree with that one. Um, and then another Austin Smarters user said, notable performances from all the actors, as well as in-depth commentaries on racism in America, trauma, and what it means to be a symbol for a better tomorrow. Ooh, lovely. Yes, these people know how to do they their do. job. Well, actually, these aren't even their jobs. These are just users. I was thinking this. I've, I've watched quite a few new films this week, and I went and checked the reviews just for like, you know, when you finish a film and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're obsessed. And people will put like paragraphs and paragraphs in reviews. Yeah, because you have to click show more. And I'm like, wow, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that symbol for a better tomorrow is very excellent way to put it um and then another wasn't smartest user said despite generic action here and there the series gets refreshing and better when race and social issues are handled and the basic line of decency and the line to draw between fair fight and terrorism is marked mm. yeah that is very true and very i think true. the comment about generic action i think i'd agree but it's also one of the like the the staples of marvel are yeah. action scenes and there's only so much you can do to make them look different so yeah um, and yeah. it fits the series well yeah. because the two main characters are known for the action yeah. scenes, so it, it makes sense. It would be weird if there weren't action yeah. scenes in it. It would feel maybe a bit flat. Probably, yeah. I'd be like, why is no one angry enough to fight? Like, Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Jake from IMDb said... What a letdown this series was. Sorry, the villain... cancelled. Sorry, no. <laughs> the villain or villains were boring and forgettable. The acting was bland and it was way too political. Wow. Um... Okay, first of all, Jake, to be fair, I can agree to an extent on the villain section. Oh, I, I think that's that. because... 
the whole point of this series is who is the villain. Yes. And that was the whole the point. It makes yeah. you question the fact that the villains aren't always the villain. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't like the motivation behind that group. And all. We'll talk about that in a bit. Too political. Uh, how can. That's not a thing as no, too no. political. It's no. called the human experience, Jake. Um, it's important to talk about these things because if people don't talk about these things, then no change learns. doesn't happen. <laughs> no one develops, Jake. Yes. So. You know. So Jake, maybe you should watch it again. Uh, yeah. Because you clearly didn't get the point. No. So um So yeah. Go back and watch it. <laughs> and then... I recommend you just take a moment, make some notes. Yeah. Um I think that's really important for your personal development. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, um a user on IMDb said, Great potential, good characters, and the stage was set for it to be a home run. However, not everyone wants a heaping side of virtue signalling with their Friday night entertainment. This show definitely had all the ingredients to be good, but failed miserably. Wrong. Um, um, no. That's just not right. And the thing is, if people choose what they want to watch, so if people don't want to watch an intent, like there were some nights I'd get home on a Friday and I'd be like, I'm quite tired, like I need to concentrate when I watch yeah. this. So yeah. I'll watch it tomorrow instead. Uh, yeah. And I'd put like, to be fair, I probably like a crime show, which is probably more intense, but like, <laughs> it requires less thinking and attention. Yeah. Um. So if people don't want to. Pe- people don't want to watch it. They won't watch it. Give people mm. some credit. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I yeah. think this, it came under a lot of um criticism, didn't it, for the fact that it looks at deeper issues. Yeah. I don't. But it, it needs to like. Yeah. It should be celebrated. And culture, and politics and context and all those different things are what make up they inform and influence all yeah. the things that we consume whether it's books it mm-hmm. might whether it's books films tv theater music it's all influenced by the human experience yeah just because it's not a part of the human experience that you might be exactly about that shows privilege yeah me. exactly because they're like well it was too political well would you think it was political if it was about you yeah or would you think it was emotional and meaningful if it was about you exactly Thank so you. think about others and their experiences <laughs> is the advice the advice we'd give to you <laughs> yeah because yeah, i mean i have criticism of the show but none of them yeah, are about its course. content and no, no. i wouldn't say it failed miserably either i mean i think the 1.7 million households would disagree yes <laughs> so, so, so anonymous imdb user um <laughs> uh, and with that we'll move on to disney fun fact number two thank you for all this review Brady. they're very insightful oh, well i try <laughs> and you also like that you've expanded out to different resources as well yes. like, i'm appreciating that each, each time we come to this i'm like oh new <laughs> please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas fun fact number two in the comics sam wilson is usually from new york However, for the purposes of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that was changed to be Louisiana, so the actor Anthony Mackie, who himself is from Louisiana, could find a deeper personal connection to the character. I love that. I love when they mm-hmm. put little like bits from like the actor in, like how Tiana is left-handed because um, Anika Rose is also left-handed. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Just like a yeah. nice little like touch, and I think it works for this as well because I really like the fact that when they go to Louisiana, it's like. It very removed from New York, yeah, so it's I like that. It too. feels very personal and private. Mm-hmm. I think if he'd been from New York, it wouldn't have had the same effect. No, no, we've like seen the a lot and of New York, haven't we? We have, we have with Marvel. We've seen a lot of. New we York, have, so. and which isn't a problem, but it, it but, wouldn't have had the same effect. No. no. Also, I love um, southern accents, so yes, yes, I was on board. Pardon, <laughs> pardon the shit pun. <laughs> and it's interesting to know that that's um, where Anthony Mackie is. Yeah, from as well. 
Yeah. It makes sense now, actually, when you do his accent. Just makes yeah, sense. it does. Um, so, yeah, well, with that, we'll move on to our second segment. Oh, so we're going to discuss... I know, answer. get yourself prepared. Um, so this is where we're going to talk about episodes one and two. So just to recap or inform you, they were called... The first one was called New World Order, which is the one that I mentioned that was, mm-hmm. like, the biggest premiere on Disney+. Plus. And the second episode was called The Star-Spangled Man. Um, which makes sense. It really makes me laugh watched... that title, though. I'm sorry. I know. It makes me giggle. <laughs> the others are also like, I know. like serious and insightful, and it's like the stars and good man. But it does, it does make, make sense when you it watch does, that episode. It does. But it sounds like some kind of puppet, like it does, strings yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So um, these episodes show us what Sam and Bucky have been up to since the since Endgame, and it also sets the scene in terms of how the world has changed during the blip. Mm-hmm. We see the chaos, as we saw with WandaVision uh, as well, and we are also introduced to a terrorist group, that's what they're called. They're referred to. Yes, yeah. and the legacy and the future of Captain America is heavily looked at in mm-hmm. these episodes as well. But they, th- though they are more kind of introductory episodes, we are introduced to a lot of episodes, uh, a lot of characters in these yeah. episodes. A lot. Like you have to keep your eyes on the notes, screen. To be honest, honestly, there's a lot going on. The amount of characters that we are introduced to in these two episodes is crazy, and the amount that happens as well. You know? I think I'd argue that is one of the show's weaknesses, to be fair. There's a lot of people yes. in it that don't need to be in it. I There's a bit too much going on sometimes, and it's, yeah, yeah so I agree. So, are you ready? Because I am you're, so you're ready. You're I up am first. first. I'm ready. <laughs> Definitely didn't do this on purpose at all. <laughs> always do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I always need time. Okay, so, what were your thoughts on these two episodes? Like, a little overall... Well, I feel like it's important to preface this with the fact that I was excited for this show, but it wasn't mm. like dying for it to yeah. launch. Yeah. Um, I was more excited for One Vision than I was for this. Yeah. Um, but I think that's because I hadn't watched, I think it's the two Rosie a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'd only really seen the Captain America films like once or twice. Yeah. And it was like a year or two ago I'd watched them. So. I wasn't really as invested with this story, I don't think. Whereas I loved, I've said, Wonder and Vision are a lot more in the recent mm. um, Marvel films I've seen a lot more of. So I feel like that's maybe why. And I feel yeah. like because of the promo for me didn't, t- as we all know, I'm a story girl. <laughs> uh, and it didn't really give me a lot in terms of story. No. In terms of anticipation, I was a bit like, I'm excited. It's a Marvel thing. I'm excited, but I don't really know what the story is going to be like is it going to be mm-hmm. as gripping as one division etc but i was really really impressed as soon as it started like i loved the fact that new world order episode one just took a real deep dive into their characters because we you know again i love a character so i yes. love looking at like their backgrounds i love i love meeting sam's family and sam's sister mm. and like his nieces and nephews and also just kind of seeing more of an impact of the blip so when she talks about the fact that she's like it's all great that you're here but you were gone for five years i know it's not your fault but but I have to do it on my own, um, yeah. and that doesn't change the fact that you weren't here like by accident. Mm-hmm. Isn't doesn't change the fact that I've suffered for the last five years. Um, yeah. So I, I loved that kind of realistic insight, which is again the thing that I loved from One Division with Monica in the hospital and seeing normal mm. people who aren't superheroes embedded into this world is something that we don't really get to see. They're normally running around screaming and yeah. getting thrown into buildings or whatever. So like. <laughs> We don't normally get to see a lot of the the, the rawness of real people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved that episode one gave an insight into that. I was initially disappointed that Sam and Bucky were separate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not, I was like we only have six episodes, people. I know. I was like, <laughs> get we need to get going. <laughs> um, 
but but to be fair, like I enjoyed that separate um the separate paths. Yeah. I think it was yeah. important as well to show that there were separate it was. one big thing that's hit me about all of the stuff that's come after Endgame is how alone everybody has been. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the fact that like obviously Wanda was on her own. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the latest Spider-Man, which I know is still by <laughs> me, but it's so because fast. I was gonna pay to watch it and then they were like, it's coming to Disney Plus. I was like, well, I'm gonna wait then, aren't yeah. I? Um, yeah. But I'm from the sense that I've got from that, he's quite alone as well. It's about his identity and what he does after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Off. Um, obviously, we had Wanda was the same. So, and then with this, you get the real sense from Bucky in particular that he is really alone. That we have yeah. And again, from Sam, though he's got his sister, he doesn't really know what his purpose is anymore. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed, again, that real look at how we respond to things. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I did, I really enjoyed that. Again, I thought there was there was quite a lot going on in the first episode. I was like, do I really need to see this? Like, I was gutted that we didn't see, um, is it Joaquin? Um, Joaquin oh, Torres. Torres. Yeah, who, same. We, he was like, because yeah, because it opens it and Sam's on some kind of like mission in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, with another terrorist group, I think, yeah. he's trying to like stop. Yeah. And I was like, I get that we're introducing with action, but like, I don't really care. Like, because that never really comes back. Like, it comes yeah. back briefly with like Barack later on, doesn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, it does. I was like, okay. So there was a lot going on, and I was good that we didn't see more. Because I thought Joaquin was going to be like more of a, an integral part. And I would say, yeah. Here again until like episode five, episode six. So I was like, well, that's fine. Um, yeah. It was a bit frustrating watching it. And then he went to Europe, and then he was fighting some kind of version of the Flag Smashers. But then, Yeah, yeah, because he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. So I feel like episode one was great, but I think they tried to... Like, as with most of the series, unfortunately, they tried to push so much in every episode. Mm. But at times, it was a bit confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that first episode, I was like, well, this is great, but I didn't really understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, um, what's the main story? Yeah. You have to sit down and try and digest it, and you're like, um, yeah. what's happened? <laughs> and especially because I was more invested in the character development. Yeah. Because they're the characters that we knew, mm. so I was already more interested in them anyway. Yeah. Um, and then obviously this is the one as well, isn't it, where Sam gives up the shield and I was sat there fuming. Oh. fuming. I was like, Sam, you have one job. Literally. <laughs> one insult. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is not, this is not acceptable. So I was glad yeah. when he gave the shield up. But then I was also thinking, how cool would it be to go for Smithsonian and just see the shield? That would be cool. I know. Cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I enjoyed, I did enjoy episode one and it went by so quick and I wanted mm-hmm. more, which was a mm-hmm. good indicator. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and then at the end, we have that random, like, here's the new Captain America. And I was like, sorry. Like, yeah, I was so sorry. confused. I had to, like, rewind it and play it again <laughs> to check that. I was like, is it Steve? I was like, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone had a moment like that. They were like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, sorry, you weren't invited. Like, <laughs> but then, obviously, seeing, like, then um, John Walker kind of go and, and do, like, so John Walker then goes and obviously is, like, the new Captain America out of nowhere and he's got this suit and it looks a bit like the, like, poor um, Carl from Up, which is really bizarre. <laughs> I don't know how they managed that, but he did. And he has the shield. Um, that was a shock. That was a real shock. That I remember was... thinking when that happened, okay, they're going for, like, controversial opinions yeah. in this series. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then episode two, Sparse Spangled Man, which I actually can't get. <laughs> um, I mean, I really was not a fan of because uh, this is when Barnes, this is when Barnes and, and and Sam joined back up together, which was fab. I love their comedy in this; it was so yes, good. It was. Their chemistry is actually ridiculous. Like for mm. for a, a duo that aren't a relationship, yeah, 
the chemistry is insane and how they work together is so good um yeah especially because at the beginning they don't really like each other anyway so it's, mm-hmm. it's so so good um and then in this we also meet Isaiah I, sorry Isaiah Bradley as well um, yes. who I thought was one of the most interesting parts of the whole series gosh he wasn't in it more to be fair I yeah. want to know more about his story Same. um but so if anyone who hasn't seen it, I can't remember. Isaiah Bradley is the one is is the, the black man who was basically tested on, um, with the, the super soldier serum. Super super. That's really hard to say. Super <laughs> soldier serum. Um, and it's re- It kind of exposes a little dark history of Captain America, doesn't it? Because yeah. Um, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, in a bit more. But kind of how he was imprisoned for what he'd done, whereas whereas Steve was celebrated. Yeah. Like, you know, and what was the difference? That was that was the thing. Literally, their skin color. Exactly. Um, so, I, I thought that was a really great introduction. That was only episode two. Yeah. Which, again, from that point, I remember when that kid was like, "Look, it's the Black Falcon." Yeah. Like, right. The, the themes of kind of the racism are creeping in because we've seen it a bit more, haven't we, in episode one with the bank loan? Yeah. But yeah. it was a bit more subtle. It was kind of like mm-hmm. like a nod to us. This this was like, okay, it's going to be integral. So yeah. So I, I loved them. I thought that it was really cleverly done the way things were weaved through. I thought it was a nice, like, natural development to them. But I still didn't really know where it was going. No. I kind of enjoyed and then kind of didn't because I think in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, I thought we've only got four episodes left. Yeah, you, you like, feel a bit brushed. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, how are they going to pack everything in after this? Like, I definitely felt that in this series. I yeah. Like, I mean, Wonder Vision had it to an extent, but that's because we didn't know anything. Yes. Six episodes. <laughs> that's different. Um, yeah. I kept thinking, like, this is great, but where, where are we going to go? Because... Mm we've already had two episodes and we have like no further to any conclusions and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so how about you? What were your feelings about this? Well, that was just an excellent summary to be honest. Um, cause I okay. Really... Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like for me, um, one of the things I loved the most about the first episode, which you kind of touched on is like seeing um, Bucky and Sam mm-hmm. live their own lives and see what that's like and seeing them as, like normal people regular yeah. people not in superhero mode and what that's like for them and how like obviously with the bank loan like you said it's not all you know everything comes free you can yeah. do everything obviously it created a great conversation online about the fact because it talks about like how Avengers like weren't paid yeah it's like that's i've never really thought about yeah. that before that i remember like thinking at the time i was like interesting I yeah was like, that's, that's interesting but also i loved the fact that um, obviously Bucky has to have the therapy sessions because they're government mandated. Oh, that was so funny. However, I love it because I love how it shows that a superhero can be vulnerable and mm-hmm. can suffer and can struggle. Like, obviously he went through a traumatic experience because he was literally brainwashed. Yeah. But, like, he, you know, superheroes aren't invincible. Like, they don't just kind of take those things under the chin. They still yeah. have to recover like a normal human being. And it was funny watching it as well, like, not in like a ha-ha way, mm. but, it, cause, but it was funny because he's just so funny to watch when she's yeah. asking one question he's like, nah. Yeah. But, like, you're right. And, and then the fact that it was so, it wasn't like a traditional therapy session. You know, when you watch therapy normally on TV, mm. it's either like some, somewhat, like some posh woman. Knowledge, yes, yeah. Talking about like how her like middle life, like middle um, class life, is really, which it can be difficult, I'm not saying it's not. No, but. Very willing and open to talk about it. Yeah. Or you have like the classic teenager who's like, I don't do therapy. Yeah. Five minutes of spilling their lungs. <laughs> yeah. About their life. So I thought yeah. it was quite a unique approach to therapy and the fact that it showed it a bit more realistic and how uncomfortable mm-hmm. it can be as well. 
Yeah, and I like that because I just think it's nice to see that it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Everyone has a struggle, even superheroes. And I know this isn't necessarily a, a series for children, but like I think it's a good message yeah. to have for a superhero mm-hmm. genre is that everyone has struggles, everyone suffers, people don't just come back from yeah. these issues that they've had. Um so I like that. I thought that was very mm-hmm. important from like a mental well being perspective I I think they did that very well especially as I know obviously it's government mandated therapy but I like the fact that it normalized therapy as well as a way to talk through your problems because obviously in the beginning like you said he he was reluctant but then he does open up and we we find out more and more so I really love that and I think I, I do agree that I think I wanted to see them both together at the beginning to be like the big opening but also at the same time, I, I liked having them separate because then we got to see yeah. those those separate things. I also lives. like that we kind of got um, the info that um, Bucky had been exonerated. And so yeah. we kind of got all the political stuff that followed <laughs> in game, all the legalities about who'd been like um, part and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It was nice that they put the effort in to explain that to yes. us. Like, yeah, I know that they did some bad things, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it's not immediately obvious, like exactly what's happening to no. the end game. Because you don't, you don't get like a summary. So, like, you need that information yeah. to know where you're at with everyone. So, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's um, one of the benefits of the MCU as well, because we normally yeah. don't get a follow up. <laughs> no, we normally have to assume, or we just never see the characters again. So it's yeah. so different to see them like after this massive battle in sushi. Like it's just it's such yeah. an MCU thing. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really good opening episode. Like I I wasn't like kind of like hyped to the extent that I was with mm. WandaVision because I think because I was so curious with WandaVision. Yeah. Because it was obviously we've said it, it was unique, so obviously it's different. And we also but, got two at the same time for WandaVision. We did, we were treated, that is true. Um for this one I was like, okay, I'm like wondering where this is going. And the flag smashers thing is a kind of a bit chaotic i mean we don't really know what's going on with that no they didn't introduce them particularly no that was kind of oh they're here them with like digital stuff yeah 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 with the symbol but then we barely see that until the end again yeah i don't know it just yeah it felt like it was a weird intro to them yeah and like you um i would have liked to see more of torres because he was strong in this episode really strong and this might be a spoiler, so maybe skip this section if no one wants to hear this. It's about the comics. But in the comics, mm-hmm. apparently he ends up being Falcon, Falcon to yeah. Captain America. So I'm hoping he will come if they do a season two. He'll be back in it. Well, or he might be in the film. Him, weren't they? Like, because yeah. it isn't the way where the wings break. Yeah. And he's like, Torres, like, I'm going to take them. And he's like, nah, keep them. Yeah, I think that was like interesting. Up. A nod. This is a nod. <laughs> so there's hope because he was really, really good. Yeah, and so and I so, don't yeah. see why they'd have brought him back later on if yeah, keep him in. Doesn't make sense. So so yeah, I like the fact we've been introduced to him. I just hope we see more of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved seeing Sam's sister. I loved yeah, that. Yeah, like, I loved Sarah. She was great. She is so great. She's so funny. She's so real. So yeah. so real. With her kids as well, like trying to manage the, the family boat. Um, a real woman, like in the MCU, is this a joke? Yeah, like. <laughs> I know, right? So, so, yeah, I love that. And I have to say, the moment um, the new Captain America walked oh. out, I was literally like, what is going on? I was aghast. Literally, yeah. <laughs> that was the word. I sat my <laughs> mouth open, like, sorry. I just, I was looking at his face and I was like, Sorry, who are you? Like, am problem. I supposed to know who you yeah, are? That was what I thought because he had his helmet on. You could, yeah. like, I was like, am I supposed to know who this is? Yeah, 
Exactly, because then you think you've missed something. So then I went back and I was I like, did the same was he in? Was he in the crowd? Which like in the chaotic Munich scene with the flag smashers? Was like, like, is it Bucky? Like, yeah. I was like is it Bucky? Is it Steve? Like, like, who is this? I was like, is it another Avenger? Like, what is going on? So that was very good because then that definitely did make you think, like, oh, who is this? So episode two, mm-hmm. you went in being like, who is this person? You were like, who is this imposter? Yes, and oh, this is the other thing. Um, everyone like online was like, "Who is this person?" Yeah. <laughs> They're like, "He's not Captain America. He's not my Captain America," which I love because mm. it just shows how much people love Marvel and they're so passionate. I bet you Chris Evans was sat at home like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it must have been so satisfying to watch. Yeah. Um, but episode two is interesting because obviously we see Steve. Um, Steve? Steve? Who's Steve? We don't see Steve, apologies. We see John. I'm thinking about him now. So we see John Walker and he appears on Good Good Morning America, doesn't he? Like for an Mm -hmm. interview in the middle of like a football match, I think it is. Yeah. And so like we get to hear from him how he like has a desire to live up to Steve. Like he wants to be like the new Captain America. And obviously we're all there like we're not convinced. Sorry. Sorry, pal. Um, You're not it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all there like Where's this going? Because this is a, like he's a fraud. Like no. Well, yeah, we were all confused because it's like the entirety of America was like, "Woo, Captain America!" And I was like, "How can you forget Steve?" So yeah, soon? and because he was like government elected as well. Yeah, it was like weird. it was just a bit like, "Oh, I see." Like the, the shield's been handed in, and now you just pick someone. Okay, cool. Like fine I'm sure it definitely had the desired effect didn't it definitely people were livid and yeah. angry to the point where people were sending like death threats to poor <laughs> wyatt russell like he, he had to delete social media because he was getting yeah death. i was like come on people like it's it not just, real no and it just shows which we'll talk about in a bit is how good of an actor he is yeah. like he was so so good i like, hated his face i'm sorry yes, wyatt, exactly <laughs> Every time he came on screen, I was like, ugh! Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this means he's a good actor, though. Like, if I'm annoyed and infuriated, that's what I want from yeah. that sort of character, like an antagonistic kind of character. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And, yes, like you said, the uh, Asaya Bradley um, so section was amazing. So out of nowhere. It was. But, it, like you said, it flowed so well. It was, like, it was very natural yeah. um, in the episode. And it was just very interesting because that was brand new information to us as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously introduces the discussion about race, which is obviously super important. Yeah, and especially because I think by this point, you think you know everything. Yeah. The MCU and like Captain America's story. And then again, it's that highlighting of the fact that we only know what we've been told. Exactly. And yeah. So clever that they did that because they were kind mm. of illustrating that point by doing that to you. I thought that yeah. was so clever. Yeah, that is very true. Um, so yeah, and we see a bit more action in episode two as well because they Bucky and Sam try and stop the flag smashers stealing that shipment of medicine, but it all goes a bit wrong oh. because they then realise the flag smashers are super um human oh. <laughs> and it's a disaster. And because they're not exactly on the best terms, but both of them are they? They're not really working together as like a, a duo at this point. Yeah, so it's all a bit of a disaster. And then John Walker and Lamar, I think, his yeah, name is, yeah, yeah, turn up and Battle Star, I think. Battle Star is name. the dreadful. Yes. Correct. Um, and they try and help, but still, still the flag smashers escape. It's, it's all that, a shambles. Was that like the lorry fight? It was. That really was. stressed me out. It was that chaotic. Fight. It was. I was like, Steve would have had this sort Yeah, I know. I was like, come on, people. <laughs> like, yeah. Get it together. But 
that was interesting because I think that's a nice point, like a reference point for to show how Bucky and Sam mm-hmm. were not on the same page at the no. beginning. So it's nice to look back at that from when you also had like... that great moment in that as well where Bucky catches the the, the, oh, the shield. Yeah. And reluctantly gives it back to John Walker, like flings oh, it at him. Goodness. Yeah. That was so good. I also yeah. that in that section they had obviously um we're introduced to Carly, aren't we, who is technically yes. the leader of the flag smashers. Um mm-hmm. and she we find her at the back of a van. Bucky like assumes the poor girl's being like a human. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. She, like, whacks him out the van. <laughs> I thought that was so clever as well because again, it's all yeah. about subverting your expectations and not just yeah. by its cover and all that kind of stuff. Exactly, and also another thing is that in the comics, Carly is actually a man. Oh really? Her character is actually male. Yes, yeah, so they they chose to that's make her fab. a woman. So that's thank you, Marvel, for that. I was going to say, I might not like who chose, but I, I applaud your move. Nice try. Maybe next yeah. time just pass someone who's got a bit more... Uh, oh, sorry. So, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts. But, yeah. So I'm interested to know which character stood out to you the most at this point after mm. these two episodes. Good question. Um, for me, I think it was... like I've never really identified with Sam particularly much. Mm-hmm. I think he's always been quite a quiet character. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always just like... Even in the first time that he appeared in um, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, yeah. you don't really get to know a lot about him. Like, no, it's quite private. Like and it's always like sarcastic comments, which are funny. <laughs> you don't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed how much screen time he got. I loved yeah. that. I loved the extension of his family, the extension of his world. Yeah. questioning on like um like his family and how, like the whole thing around like has he run out on them and all that kind mm. of stuff and how attached he was to his family um, yeah which was interesting because he was very he was already home he'd, he'd been in the war and stuff like that so I, I loved seeing that community that that mm. particularly the black community within that fishing village was amazing to just oh it's so good yeah it was, it was so well done and um, yeah felt very natural with all like, the people knew each other. I loved that. Um, so I definitely felt more like attached to Sam than I had done throughout yeah. the entire rest of the MCU because he never had his own arc. He was just mm. like there and he flew and it was cool. Yeah, he had wings. <laughs> um, Helped yeah. him one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really loved that. Again, I really like... Not. I mean, I've always... Bucky's been a hard one for me because I've always loved Bucky, but I've always kind of just loved Sebastian Stan in general. Yeah. So I associated him with Sebastian Stan and I was yeah. Um, because again he doesn't get he has it's hard I think with the Winter Soldier because he has mm. a character arc mm. but it's so distant across all the films yeah. and he has very little control over it it's all about other people and how they react to it so like about how Steve reacted to it like about mm. how Steve saved him about how Iron Man reacted to him killing his parents yeah. all those different things like about how other people reacted so we never really got a real insight yeah. to Bucky himself Mm-hmm. So I loved seeing that. I loved seeing the, um, him as a person. Because let's be honest, apart from the beginning of um, the first Avenger, we don't really know who he is. No, we all. don't. We just know him as Steve's friend, yeah, like bestie. Yeah, like <laughs> um, as much people love him. You actually, when you actually look at the films that he's in, he barely talks. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's not himself for most not. of them. He's not. So <laughs> I love seeing Sebastian Stan get a chance to shine as well because yeah. he's such a good actor. I've seen him in other stuff and I love him. Yeah, seeing more from him is amazing. Yeah. Um, other characters that stood out. Um, I also appreciated the fact again that Lamar was black again. Yeah. Because yes. it it it, it, it wasn't, wasn't really discussed as much, and I think what was great was that it, it didn't. 
this series could easily have fallen into like, oh, look, we've got a black superhero. So that's fine. We're yeah. diverse. They didn't do that. And I thought that was really great that the cast was went beyond just having Sam. Because yeah. that could have become like, look at our token, like black person. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Which some shows do, and mm-hmm. it's 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 obvious. I watched a show yeah. last night that had like one black kid in a group of, of people, but he didn't have any lines, <laughs> and it was oh. quite clear that like his character hadn't been developed, and he was there for like a diversity yeah. tick, and yeah. that's even worse because you're yeah. using someone for a, like a diversity tick box. So yeah. I loved that there was um that kind of. I wish we'd seen more of of Lamar to be honest. I Same. thought he was a really interesting character. He was. Yeah. Um, who else was that? Obviously, Sarah. I loved Sarah. Yes. I Sarah was amazing. I she hope was. we see more of her because I loved her. Yeah. I loved like her, her kids, the way she behaved, the way she spoke to Sam. She's so like, sassy. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Um. So yeah. Um. Carly stood out for all the wrong reasons. Mm. That was probably later on. To be fair, I feel like we didn't really have a chance. To, yeah. Just to, to, to kind of get to know her properly. Yeah. The first two episodes are mainly about those two, aren't they? Really. That's um, true. Yeah. And then, also, can we just mention the fact that Don Cheever was randomly in the first episode I for know. like two minutes? I know. Why? <laughs> I was why so confused. More? I was okay. like, why is he in this? Yeah, because like I understand like he was there for the whole shield thing because it was like a government thing. But like, if you're gonna put him in, I feel like he should have been more. in it more. Like, like, don't just drop him in. <laughs> and then... Especially because Sam gets into so much trouble as we go yeah. throughout it. Yeah. Like, both of them get into trouble and like get into situations and they both pop back to like to New York mm. quite a bit. I'm sorry to Washington DC quite a bit. So I was like, it, he was literally in it for two seconds right at the yeah. beginning. And I was like, interesting. So <laughs> War Machine is gonna be part of this crew then. And yeah, then that's what people never thought. Heard from him again. People were excited because they're like, yes, like there's another character in this we know, and another character who is also often sidelined. So mm. like it would have been interesting. I know he's gonna get his own series. Is he? Um yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It's it's one about like Tony's um suits. It's about like oh. I think it might be like armor oh, interesting. or something like that. Oh, that like, sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I think it's that. Um, so great but also if you're going to put someone in it yeah. don't just put them in for two seconds I'd have been well offended if they like yeah asked me to go for two seconds and never asked me back it was really weird yeah um, especially because I was like so where does he stand now is he still pop yeah he the government didn't he so I had loads of questions about his appearance exactly it was and he was just there like in and out in a flash and that was it and it was like, really strange yeah so questionable choice there to be honest um, it was <laughs> nice to see him but I was like what's your purpose um, so that, that yeah. was me how about you um yeah pretty much the same I think the thing is obviously like you said it was mostly about the main characters at this point mm-hmm. um however I really 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 thought that John Walker like I know you're supposed to hate him oh. that's the whole point I thought he was incredible like the the acting for his character yeah. I was because I was so convinced that he was a fraud, that he shouldn't be Captain America. I was so angry that it wasn't... It's funny, though, you know, because I wasn't at the beginning. Like, he was still a div. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in that first, like, scene in the changing room where he's, yeah. like, um, I just want to do it right, like, and you found out, like, he's a military guy, like, he's been, mm-hmm. like, the top of his, like, um, group for, like, years, and he's got all these awards and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, do you know what? This guy has had, like, you know, an unfair rap. <laughs> Not his fault. He's been asked to be Captain America. Like, would anyone say no to that? Probably not. So no. Like, you know what? Like, it's not. It's not. It's not on. You know. Mm. He probably wrong, didn't he? Well, he did. He, <laughs> he certainly did because he's so arrogant. Oh, the thing is, he reminds me of someone that I know that I really don't like. So it made it even worse. That, like every, every time, time he came he on the screen, up. I saw this other person as well. It was, like, double the hatred. Yeah. 
Yeah, but like oh. he definitely stood out to me in those episodes. Well, episode two, obviously, mainly. Yeah. We saw two seconds of him in episode one. <laughs> um, and I was like, this character's interesting. I was like, I want, I'm interested to see mm-hmm. where he's going and what yeah. part he's playing in this. So. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, is he a permanent feature? Yeah. Like, is he going to be in it for like one or two episodes? Like, is he in yeah. the MCU for like a while? I had the same thing. I was like, where does he fall in all of this now? Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, also, it was so nice to see more of Sam and Bucky like they obviously stood out because it's their, basically their series yeah although <laughs> so. having said that I do think that there's still further to go with Bucky that's my one big thing mm. about the show again as well as I feel like it should have really been like well, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier but it was mainly the Falcon with the side of the Winter Soldier uh, yeah it wasn't equal no. it wasn't equal leads um which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but with the title, <laughs> it, you, you, we expected a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, but I, I, another thing I forgot to say is Ooh. about that scene where they both go for group therapy in the yes. prison. Yeah. And that 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 moment where Bucky ex- like has an outpour of like, if he was oh. wrong about you, he yeah. was wrong about me. Oh my god, the writing in that scene. I know incredible because it came from nowhere and you suddenly yeah. realized a like why he was so like you knew why he was angry anyway about yeah the shield but i think you saw then how broken he was and how yeah. alone he felt and i thought mm. that that writing for me was stand out from that scene and also just to build on that again it's nice to see men talk about yeah. their emotions particularly because as we know mm. that wasn't that's not normal in society. It's no. now. It's more normalised. But, like, it's, it's still never taboo, been... Though, isn't it? Yeah, there's still a long way to go with it. But it was always more that women were the emotional people. Like, they're the only ones that talk about their emotions. And I, I loved, again, that they didn't show it was easy because they both... Yeah. I mean, that was hilarious. It was. Like, pulling his knee in. Oh, my God, I was wet in my I stomach. loved it. But, yeah. Like, so, it's not easy for them to talk to each other. And that's no. what I loved about this show is that it showed important issues. Yeah. It didn't show it as easy. It wasn't like, this is easy yeah. Because I feel like lots of shows fall into that problem where they're mm-hmm. like, look at how accepting and open we can be with each other, and look yeah. at how easy it is to talk about your feelings. And actually, it's like a rose tinted view of it. Whereas yeah. I feel like this show, when they show things like therapy mm-hmm. and, and, and emotions and sharing your feelings, it's it's difficult. It's hard to watch because there's yeah. a lot of silence. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like you say, they did it well in that sense of it being more realistic in their portrayal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Which leads on very nicely to fun facts. It does. Three. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan actually improvised a lot of their therapy session, and Amy Aquino, who plays Dr. Christina Rayner on the series, said that the funniest moments from that dual therapy session were improvised, including the part where they interlock oh. their legs with each other, which was hilarious. So funny. <laughs> amazing um and also on the on the same note of improvisation which we'll discuss shortly daniel brawl who plays zemo also improvised his now iconic zemo dance scene i can't believe they release a longer section of that it's, that actually I my week i've watched it so many times <laughs> it's funny i feel like that scene because I watched it thinking that's so funny, but like you, you don't realize everyone else in the world is also thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love the Marvel community because one yeah. tiny thing that you can laugh at suddenly becomes like a, a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, and people just go on about it forever, and it's just it's amazing. So that was so. So funny. yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? Like the, some of the best things that we see yeah. are improvised, which I yeah. love. I love that. I agree. Yeah, that scene with the leg locking. <sighs> I mean, it was hilarious. It was, it was just so funny. <laughs> oh. 
So that moves on to segment number three, where we look at episodes three and four. So the next two episodes were episode three, Power Broker, and episode four, The Whole World is Watching. I think The Whole World is Watching is probably one of my, arguably my favourite episodes. Yeah, I think I agree. Fab. Yeah. Um, but these episodes are quite focused on the Super Soldier serum, which you'll remember, mm-hmm. and it travelled throughout the MCU, um, starting in, in the first Avenger, which is obviously what Steve, what gave Steve his like superhuman powers. Um, yeah. And it also looks at tracking the flag smashes down. We travel across a lot of European countries during these mm-hmm. uh, these two episodes. Um, and they also show John Walker getting progressively more out of control than Adam. Yes. Um, and he he kind of switches from being like an inconvenience on the side yeah. to being more of an antagonist, uh, mm-hmm. which is an interesting arc for him because initially, you're not like I say, you're not sure where he's going to fit. And then he becomes a real nuisance. Yes, um, <laughs> he does. Interesting. Uh, it takes a more forward role. And episode four is arguably one of the most dramatic episodes in the series. Mm. I think it has the darkest moment mm. of the MCU in it. So I agree. Yeah. Just, I think most ending, shocking thing, really. I mean, we see a lot in the MCU, but yeah. what we normally see is a lot of tech, magic, yeah. like long distance Otherworldly things. Yeah. It would never happen, you know, like we'd never see yeah. it on the street. Like it's the kind of thing that would be all of the violence is quite removed from the individual. We just accept that violence yeah. is part of these wars. It's never personal, um, in the sense of like it's personal in the fact that like you're trying to ruin the world, but yeah. it's not like I must like, you know, attack this one person because something's happened in my life. It's very yeah. like larger scale for the greater good. So you're like, mm. Yeah, that's fine, we can kill people because it's for the greater good. <laughs> um so so yeah, that one I think is quite different, which we'll probably talk about quite a bit. Um, mm. But there's so many moments this episode we oh have. Carter comes back in in number three. Like there's people dying left, right, and centre. Like there's so much going on. So which moment stood out to you the most, Rosie? There's just so much going on. So let's start with episode three because otherwise we're just going to get ahead of ourselves. That's very true. So okay, so obviously episode three um, starts with Zemo joining the gang. Oh, yeah. I mean, where did that come from as well? When he just popped up, I was like, where have you come from? But it's crazy because obviously they need help with the working out what's going on with the serum. And Asaya refused to help them, basically, yeah. with that, didn't he? So then Bucky's like, I know. Let's go see my old pal Zemo. Ridiculous um, idea. Which is, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously Zemo offers to help because who wouldn't do that to get out of prison? Let's be honest. And so Bucky then orchestrates a prison riot that to help them escape, which Sam is fuming with when he finds out because he finds out as it's happened because Bucky's saying it as if he's oh, going to maybe that do was it, hilarious and it's happening as he's speaking to it's Sam. It's when Zemo appears out of the curtain <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, so I have no choice." <laughs> yeah, which I love because again you see more of their relationship and how they disagree on certain things. So I thought that was just interesting because I was like. Why would you bring Zemo into this, knowing what he did to you, like to Bucky? Like, I thought that was just <laughs> brave, to be honest, because he goes rogue. Zemo is a rogue man. I mean, you wouldn't trust him, would you? No, I wouldn't you wouldn't. Tamagotchi, let alone no, no, exactly. Save the world. Which is how Sam felt, I think, because he was. I was on board with Sam's emotion. Yeah. Bucky, are you okay? Like, because <laughs> Bucky, it was like Bucky was too chill, and we were like, um, Bucky, <laughs> like, no, no, no. So, so yeah, like obviously that's where it starts, and then we then go to Mandrapore, 
which is a completely fictional place, doesn't it? It exist felt in the real like world. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, Let's go to Tortuga. That's how yeah. It felt. And it's it's basically a criminal sanctuary, like yes, island civilization, isn't it? Yeah, and it's run by. We find out the mysterious power broker. Ooh, <laughs> 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 that was intentional. <laughs> Because we'll get to this, but wow. <laughs> That's really me. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it made you laugh. The thing is, none of you could see him move closer to the <laughs> It was so dramatic. <laughs> um, so, because it's revealed that the power broker has hired a former Hydra um, scientist, I guess? Yeah. Dr. Nagel, I think is Nagel. the name. They always have bizarre names, don't they? They do. And he was hired to recreate the super soldier serum, which is how we find out Carly and Co. Um, have the serum. Yeah. And, yeah, where they got it from. And it's just a lot of action in this one, actually, because yeah. they meet up with like a criminal kind of gang to try and get more information. But actually... I think, is it Zemo that ends up shooting the, the yeah, woman that they're yeah. with because Sam's identity gets exposed because they're trying to be undercover, I mean, they? Sam was really not hidden very well. No, he was not. None of them were all. hidden very well at all. No, no, no. It was shocking. It was. It was, it was destined to happen. So, so, yeah, so then Zemo shoots this criminal uh, like leader. But like, like, a, like. like a big deal, wasn't yeah, it? She yeah, she was a big, big deal. Um, she wasn't quite the power broker, but she was pretty high up still. <laughs> so then, that means they're targets on Mandrapore, Um which and, is and, interesting. Yeah, especially because it's like it's a lawless city, so everyone's out to kill everyone. Probably. Yeah, and there looks like a massive um, like bounty on their heads, isn't there? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone's phones lights up with like their faces and like how much money they'll get, like if they <laughs> yeah. find them. Which I liked. I felt like that was quite. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy esque actually. Yeah, that, that yeah, section. yeah. I enjoyed that. And actually, the place was as well. It had felt that's very true, actually. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, so the targets, and they're trying to track down this scientist to like find out what's going on. Um, and in the meantime, um, Sharon Carter is is on Mandalore. Just there because she's why there. Not? She's there because you know she's a fugitive um, from <laughs> Civil War times, and she comes and basically like kind of saves them from a bunch of criminals so that they could get into the lab um, to find the scientist. I mean, a lot happened in this episode. It does. And so, yeah, then they learn that like 20 doses have been um, made of this serum by the scientist. But then the bounty, <laughs> bounty hunters like try attacking them again. And then Zemo, as we said, he is rogue, this man. Mm. He then kills Dr. Nagel. So I'm like out of nowhere. Literally, he's not been provoked. Well, we still by this needed doctor. him, didn't we? To we find did. Information. We did. Shoots him in the head, point blank. So, so basically, from from this, which obviously a lot has happened. <laughs> I feel like the standout moments are kind of like, okay, Zemo's here. Where did that come from? Um, and also Sharon is suddenly in Mandrapore. So we've, again, we've got new characters again. being introduced, which is, is a lot to take in. Like, it's a lot to follow. Um, so, you know, we're finding more out about how the serum comes in. So the story's moving along, which is, which is good, because we yeah. get a bit more context. But still, it's like, kind of trying to process it all. And like, it's, it's quite heavy, actually. There like, was a lot going on, wasn't there? Again, it there was, was like, what goal are we moving towards? Yeah. Exactly. And then we find out that Flag Smashers are trying to like basically raid and bomb one of the council storage like you know facilities. Well, because like... we don't know they're gonna bomb it, do we? No, this... we don't. That's true. That's 
true. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> and then it kind of ends with Bucky, Sam and Zemo in um, Latvia they're in. Yeah. And this is where the Dora Milaje, more characters, specifically Ao, I think it is. Oh, what a babe. What a queen. She shows up. <laughs> so another character. We're all sat there like, can they bring anyone uh, else into this show? Like Exactly. Exactly. So, so standout moments for me, to be honest. Uh, uh, probably the introduction of all these characters because <laughs> to be fair I love Zemo, I know he's a villain and he's not a nice person but I love him he's uh, a great I, character I, isn't he? Daniel Brühl is a fantastic yeah. actor and the dance scene I believe especially because they reveal that he's suddenly, he's rich as well yeah, yeah like that's Baron so Zemo that's was- it Baron, yeah. It was definitely a revelation. I loved that. Yeah, and then he had his I own little, that. like, uh, butler. That was so oh, funny. And his coat. His, his coat. coat with the fur. <laughs> what a vibe. What a vibe. And then when he dances in, that like, so the funny. club or whatever it is, when they like, with Sharon. Oh, my oh, God. I want to go things. to that nightclub. It looked so Honestly. fun. But it was just his dance moves. You know? It was so it, funny. It was a vibe. So, yeah, a lot happens yeah. <laughs> in this. But you're also still kind of there, like, we don't completely know what we're. I was going like, "Where am I? Why am yeah. I here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I feel like because there's a lot yeah. <laughs> coming in episode four, we should ask you what your standout moments were oh, in episode three first, oh, because goodness. otherwise, episode four is going to get right. This is very true. Okay, yeah, so you, you go. <laughs> oh goodness. So, um. Yeah, so I, I felt the same. I, I thought that the Zemo introduction was quite interesting. Um, it kind of been tipped, hadn't it, in advance mm-hmm. that it, it was coming. Um, yeah. But I don't think any of us kind of knew the impact that he'd actually have. I think yeah. it'd be like a cameo or something like that, but it obviously became quite a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I I must admit, the beginning with that whole prison escape, I was like, I am questioning all your choices. Yes. Like, this is, that did not feel realistic to me. That They were just randomly... Re- they hadn't even tried any other option yet. And I like, know. Let's just go and let Zemo out. Like, it just felt so bizarre. I was like, Bucky, you've just been pardoned. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why? Stressed me out, that scene, it did. Um, so... And then, like, I enjoyed Madripoor, but again, I was a bit like another place. I felt like we I just know. around so much. I kept forgetting where we were. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. it, it felt very Pirates of the Caribbean esque. I feel like yeah. this whole episode where yeah. we were jumping around from place to place. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting about the, like the super soldier serum, but again, like, I had to keep reminding myself that's why we were there. Well, yeah. yeah, you had to remind yourself that's the plot. Like at the moment, that's what's driving. The plot. And then when Sharon turned up and I was oh. like, hi, because I was like, I mean, I, her whole feature in this series was problematic for me. Yeah, She was sold in the in the promos as like a really major character. She mm. had like 10 lines across all episodes. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, again, I thought that was a bit, bit weird. Like, it was good, but I just Did we like, need it? I feel like I just needed more information because I, I got that she went to this kind of like fugitive from civil mm. war we hadn't heard anything about her since no. civil war so i was no. like i feel like i should care but like yeah it didn't feel believable because no. again like because she'd been blipped hadn't she yeah yeah she so, had so i was like i don't understand i, don't, I had so many questions mm. um we didn't really get a lot of answers to no um and when when he shot that guy in the head oh. Dino, i was like i told you so i told you so was so rogue. what i was thinking such a rogue um <laughs> Again, I appreciated like how we had like Sam in these in this episode trying to like channel Steve with his like chatting yeah. to 
But I did think it was quite funny. It's like, I can charge people. I'll get you pardoned. I was like, Sam, you couldn't even get a bank loan, hon. Yeah. I don't think you're going to manage. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, I thought that was an interesting way of the fact that when he, that he saw himself. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, we didn't really get that from Steve, to be fair. Or, like, no. anyone else. We didn't, like, Iron Man was probably the closest to that. Definitely, like, yeah. I can sort you out. Yeah. But I thought that was quite, I thought that was a bit of a weird interaction. And then, like, Sam pulling power that, Maybe he doesn't actually have. I thought it was mm. quite interesting. Mm. Especially yeah, when you just freed himself. a... I was thinking, you just freed a criminal. So I, I don't think yeah. you're going to have a lot of pull, yeah. to be honest. decline the shield. Like, you know, what is going on? Zach? And I think that, kind of, if you link back to Sokovia Accords back mm. in um, Civil War, I think, again, that highlights them and their importance. I mean, I wasn't for them, obviously. But the mm. idea that Sam clearly thinks that he's above the law. Yes, um, yeah. Which I thought was an interesting like moment. I was like, right, so you think that like whatever you ask for will be given? Yeah. With Avenger, I thought that was quite intriguing. And mm. um, I remember watching that and thinking, interesting. Like that's quite problematic for me. In yeah. The fact that you seem to think that you're above other people, even though you keep just saying that you're a normal guy. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, pick, pick one. <laughs> I was like, you can't be both. No. <laughs> um. And yeah, and then the Flash Masters were, just, were there, weren't they? I was like, like okay. Yeah, cool. that's the problem. They're just there. They just kept popping up, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that you were in these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, a standout moment for me from episode three has to be the arrival of Ayo or Ayo. Is it Ayo? Oh, Ayo? Ayo? I don't know how you Ayo. say it. Yeah. Um, queen. Oh, I love that because she just like. I love that we had Wakandan tech. Yeah. Because I just, yeah. I love Wakandan tech. And I loved how chill. Bucky was when he was like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're friends. Oh. And I also think it was nice as a reminder of the fact that he's so well connected to Wakanda. Because we yeah. don't like, yeah. we see a lot of his time in Wakanda. We see like the yeah. odd little bit in the post credit scene. But um, obviously we see more in this, this mm. series. But So that was a big highlight for me because I love, yeah. I love the Black Panther film. I love Zora Milaje. Yeah. I love all of everything about Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Once they came in, I felt that was really unexpected. So I loved that. I thought that was great. Yeah, I agree. I think that was amazing. And also, was it at the end of that episode? I don't know. I could be wrong. But there was a flashback to Bucky in Wakanda with Ao, like when he first arrived, and he—that was when he was acting like uh, Sebastian Stan. His acting oh. was insane. Like I think that was the next episode, wasn't it? Because I think, I think we got a brief intro. Like, yeah, because right, he literally he finds the little ball and he's like, I wonder how long it'll be before you showed up. Yeah, and then, and then it goes black. The and we're all like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah, I think it was in episode four. Yeah, had like the insight because that oh, that God. was insane. That was so yeah, so episode four, go, stand up moments. <laughs> oh dear, dear God. So the whole world is watching is what it's called. It's very important to remember mm-hmm. that's the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Dear Lord, okay. So, <laughs> I feel like this one is the standout moment, obviously. I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to do it. We're, going, we're just going, we're diving in. A lot happens, but we're diving in, okay? Oh, makes me feel a sick thing about Honestly. this. Honestly. So, basically, John Walker is progressively getting more and more out of control. He's a loose cannon. And um, I've already, Lamar, Lamar. Yeah, Lamar, his buddy, um, Lamar's like he's a bit more grounded. So like he's got more of like a conscience. I feel like than John Walker. He has. still gives him bad advice. He does. He does. But he's better than yeah. John at this point. 
and True. basically like they all <laughs> this they point, f- isn't it where he's like john just chill like yeah people exactly. don't know where they are <laughs> calm down and so they, they they find carly so basically sam bucky and zemo find carly first because zemo is like you know ways he manages to find <laughs> where she is so they're there and sam wants to talk to carly and kind of calm her down and like you know be oh, like, we yeah, don't need this violence scene. it was it was great and he's trying to be you know very civil about it and very mature and trying to like speak on the same level as her mm. as well and not be patronizing about it trying to explain to her that what he's she's fighting for Steve he well. is exactly yeah. like he's not saying what you're fighting for is wrong it's the way you're doing it that isn't right so he's trying to have this talk right so it's going reasonably well i don't think she's yeah. convinced but it's going reason reasonably well then we've got john walker who appears behind the scenes because the others are all like in another room at this point and he appears and he's like where is she like he, he's all chaos all over the place like i need to i need to find her well because remember yeah because remember like this is because doesn't he arrive before? Because remember, they oh get yeah, the yeah. But he's like the group, and then yeah, Sam's like, just give me ten minutes. Just give yeah, me yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, pacing in this. Yeah, tiny he's like <laughs> desperate to like burst in, and so of course he does because he's impatient. So he intervenes, and basically yeah. that panics Carly, panics the flag smashers, everything like that. Sam's trying well, to do. It makes- Carly then think that Sam's trying to trick her. Yeah, yeah, because he was there like, it's just me. Like, I just want to talk to you. Mm. And then after seeing John, she's like, ah, oh, I see. I see how it is. This is how it's going to be, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so John basically ruins any chance that Sam yeah. ever had of trying to convince her, uh, Carly to kind of back down, which is so annoying. So frustrating. I was so to watch. frustrated watching so that. So oh. annoying. Oh, my goodness. So then it's chaos. They're trying to find Carly. They're trying to run after her. And then you've also got um, Lamar as well. And it's just chaotic scene. Because they're all like in different directions, aren't they? Oh. They're each like trying to tail. And then Zemo, of course, his prime goal at all times was to find the serum. He escapes, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, like handcuffed at one point and then Yeah, he escapes, of course. And then he basically finds the room that the serum is in, that Carly's kept it in. Oh. And he finds it and he, he destroys what we think is most of it like all of it oh, we think it's all there isn't she and yeah like, yeah it would be horrible because he's so against super soldiers yeah he, like stamps on them in yeah front in front of her, of her. yeah which was amazing because obviously that's like what she's been fighting for yeah because she she thinks that's the way to basically like reach her goals and stuff like yeah, that and to be level. Like, yeah yeah to equal the playing field with people exactly so that was so powerful when he started like, one individually oh, oh wow. that was that was insane and then, of course, that's not all. <laughs> because <laughs> it turns out that, John, of course, oh. there was one vial left. But this John... point, he doesn't take it, does he? No, no. no. He, he picks it up so that it's like, you know, it's his. But we all what was coming. We knew. <laughs> and it, he secretly took the vial so no one saw him take it. No one knew he had it. Because he puts it in his pocket, doesn't he? Yeah. And, then, and then he has a chat with Lamar he's like, Lamar, if yeah. you see him, would you? <laughs> yeah, which is like, no. Like, you just know at that moment, you're like, no. And then Lamar no, gives no. a stupid answer mm. when he's like, yeah, sure I would. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. like, probably need him to hear. <laughs> he's like, why wouldn't I, man? And it's like, oh, for goodness <laughs> sake, don't tell him this. Especially when he's like, because like, the serum accelerates what you already have and you're a good yeah. person. And I'm like, um. Exactly. <laughs> so then, after all this chaos, <laughs> then, the, so Zemo hasn't escaped yet because um, the Dora Milaje come for Zemo 
And it basically it happens that everyone's there and like there's a fight scene because Walker, John Walker, won't let them take Zemo. So then there's pathetic fight on John's I mean, end with the Dora so Milaje, which is incredible. <laughs> and that's when Zemo escapes because basically they're all so focused on this fight they don't even realise where Zemo's gone. Yeah, exactly. And I think another standout moment for me, I know we're getting to the build up here, sorry. <laughs> you, have, you have to talk about it all, sorry. Is when Carly threatens Sarah on the phone when she's like, oh my god, like basically made made Sam like forced to meet with her again, like under her oh. terms. That was chilling. Like I don't give Carly much credit because I didn't think she was a great villain. Or actor, um, which could probably come hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But that scene, I was like, okay, like she has got a bit of something in her because she did threaten Sam's sister and children. Yeah, it would have been more impressive if she could act. Well, yes. And also, come like everything was the same. So I, was like, was. I didn't believe that you would actually hurt her because no, like I just don't. There's no passion behind the acting, sadly. And also, I just feel like it's appropriate to say here. Why did we go with someone with a British accent for that? Like, what was that about? I was Can't... so confused. Like, I thought it was supposed to be some kind of, like, international... Yeah. Like, everyone else was American. It, it it was so, like, jolting. Whenever she spoke, yeah. it was just... It was so annoying. Like, it didn't work. It ruined the flow. Would it have made sense if the rest of the team were, like, was a French guy and, like, a Spanish guy and, like... Yeah. And, like, if there was yeah. like, a mix of... Because that would have kind of linked to their cause maybe yeah, a exactly. different background so i i got the, the idea but yeah to mind their idea when everyone else was american exactly it, it, was, it was just it didn't make sense it made her stand out but in a bad way um me. yeah and i was like well how has she managed to get into europe when yeah. she's clearly from britain and there's no flights or like what's her story <laughs> we don't why. know that's the problem so that so yeah a, i think I, it was a big problem i had but the flag smashes was yeah. I got what they were fighting for. Like, I was all for that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't care about you as people. Like, yeah. you know, why are you fighting for this? Like, yeah. why, are you, yeah. why do you care? What's you, what have you been through that mm. means that you need to fight this way? I feel like that was definitely missing that. I think that's like what we said with Raya in Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. We said, like, maybe we'd empathise and sympathise with these characters if we saw more of their background and where yeah. they came from before. Like, we just didn't, obviously there wasn't the time which again no. is a flaw, because it was just very rushed um, in that respect. There with, was supposed to be more um, episodes, weren't there, of this, but they had to limit them because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, because also some of the locations they wanted to get to, they, um, they, they couldn't, couldn't they, so they had yeah. to change it, yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. But hopefully we'll get a second season so we yeah. can expand a bit more. So, yeah, that was one of my big problems with them. I, I, I agree. It was just like, I was like, why? Oh, the British thing really annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. So is then, she British? Because I have a feeling she might have been British in uh, Solo because she was in Star Wars as yeah, well. So I have a feeling she might be. But I don't I'm gonna have a look now. Yeah, have a look. Have a have look. Let me see. Um, but yeah, so basically, Sam obviously takes Carly up on the offer, and like you know, but doesn't go alone. Obviously, she asks him to, but he doesn't. Um, and then it kind of just ends up in another huge fight Ugh. between you know Bucky, Sam. John Walker, Lamar, everyone's there, and Carly. And basically, because Walker and uh, Lamar engage the Flag Smashers, yeah. it leads to a huge fight in which Carly accidentally 
kills. It's not Carly though, is it? That's the big point. It's not Carly. It's the oh, oh, is it not? Oh wait, no, no. It I is. think it is I Carly. I think it, that's why John's mad. Yes, he's so mad at Carly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand now. Yeah, <laughs> it's so confusing. Marvel series are so confusing. because this section happens within like fifteen Literally, seconds at the end as well. Yes, yeah, sorry, it's Carly that does it, but it's the guy. Yes, yes, yeah. the next yeah. bit. Yeah, the next bit. Spoiler. I'm sorry. <laughs> so then, also, of course, she is English, and I'm oh, confused because it doesn't sound like a very good accent. Well. Mm. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> anyway, so of course John is enraged because his best friend has literally just been killed. That death was was questionable though. I it mean, he was. got kicked once into a pillar and then was dead. Well, I don't know about you, but I was watching it thinking he's not dead. I was like, he'll be back on his feet soon. That's especially what I was because thinking. we've seen so much of Marvel. Yeah, but, and he had it wasn't like he went in unequipped. He had a suit on and everything. Yeah, like he, yeah, it wasn't like he was. No, he wasn't like in his underwear. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, being flung around. <laughs> so I feel like because as Marvel fans, we've seen people literally be hit with planets, yeah, and survive. Exactly. So the fact that he literally got—I mean, I know they're strong, but he mm-hmm. got thrown against like a pillar and then was dead. And I was like, it, it felt—it wasn't the most convincing, especially no. after the next thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. The next thing. So, so obviously, John at this point takes the serum because of this dramatic event. <laughs> What he takes, I don't remember. I that. believe, I believe so because I think it's a, a combination of his friend being killed and him having the serum oh. that makes him so charged to do yeah. what he does next. I think I could be wrong. It could be the next episode. We never I think see it him was. take it. That's the problem. No. So I think I think he's taken it at this point. So basically, what happens is outside in the open for everyone to see. Walker then tracks down one of the other flag smashers. In like a town square, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's a public space. And he's got the shield. Oh, God. And he picks up the shield and he literally kills, decapitates, basically, someone with the shield. We don't see it. No, because I initially thought, because he basically, like, he he throws the guy onto, like, the steps. Yeah. All we see is, like, him holding the shield above his head. And it makes me feel sick. And, like, rams it down. So, so I initially thought that he was, like, slamming it into his chest. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's, like, completely deflating his chest. Then I was chatting to my friend afterwards, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, do you reckon he decapitated him? I was like, well, I do now. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you don't see that. All you know is he obviously dies, because that impact is not something you can survive. Like, if you you need to see this. Like, Repeatedly. Oh, the volume of blood. That- oh, my gosh. And the thing is, the key thing about this, obviously, this is the biggest standout moment of the whole thing. Oh. It's because Steve Rogers would never have done anything like seeing that. Seeing the shield used like yeah. that was actually traumatic. Yeah. Like, yeah. seeing it used in that way. And and it was like, the guy was already clearly dead. And he kept yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The blood splatters across, like, his face and his suit. And, and then, the obviously... Crowd. Oh, with the phones exactly he so everyone was stop. filming it no he didn't stop like he was clearly so like just in the zone of, of doing this like killing this person oh. so but also the other thing with this is it's a parallel to when Cap uses his shield with Iron Man yeah. but he doesn't do it no. so it's just it shows at this point you're like this guy's cancelled. I think we, we knew that before. Yeah. But now well, you're like, Well, because remember he used a gun in, like, episode two. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I yeah. was fuming. I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, Steve had a gun. People were like, Steve had a gun in, work the, in like, number one. I was like, yeah, because um, it was a war. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit different. <laughs> to just casually have it It was on. the fact that, like, 
John Walker was just casually walking around the street like with a gun ready for a fight. And I was like, Steve yeah. didn't do because Steve didn't go out to hurt people. No. Steve went out to protect people. Yeah. And that was the difference. Exactly. So he didn't need a gun because he was protecting people instead. Um exactly. have like, you know, explosion on his bike and stuff, but he would never go out with a gun. No. And like aim it at people. No, he didn't have like violent intent. That was always like his last resort. Like obviously he'd fight, but he would never like actively try and like he'd disarm people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that scene in Civil War where he's like, you know, when um when they find Bucky Mm -hmm. and then like they're kind of fighting in the stairwell. Yeah. Like for God's sake, man! Like, would you like? like, He's like, come on, Buck. Yeah. He's like throwing people off the staircases, <laughs> and Steve's like, "We don't need to kill them. Like, we can just like, yeah." Them. So they stay down. I love that. I love that. I so love that was his whole Steve. like approach to it, wasn't it? Is like it's yeah. not about hurting other people. Mm-hmm. So this, oh my lord! So I'm, I'm guessing your standout moments were very similar. Sorry, oh. I covered a lot of ground, but no, it's hard. It it's hard not necessary. To. Yeah, my standout moment was. Like a quote, actually, is when mm. is when the uh, Dormalage say the Dormalage have um, authority over the Dormalage, like ah, oh. and I was like, oh my god, uh, like that quote amazing. was so good because it was not only was it like strong female women, like female mm. women, <laughs> yeah, female women, <laughs> <laughs> strong independent women, is what I was looking for, yeah, like turn up Your and face. stand that they are. This is why I love them. You can see, what a shock. They stand their ground, like. With so much authority and integrity. Yeah. And I just love Dormelage in general. I love watching them in all the films. I just think that their strength and integrity and just everything about them as a, mm. as a, as a an army are incredible. Inspiring. Um, and I love that you can see the individuals as well. Like, yeah. even though they're all meant to be quite uniform, like the shaved heads and the uniforms and stuff. Mm. I love how you can see the individual person's character as well. Yeah. Um, and I loved that, like, when... when um, one of the Dormelage like stamps on the shield and holds it. I was like, take it, take yeah. the shield back to Wakanda where it belongs. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And seeing her stood there with that, I was like, this is the Captain America we need. Yes. <laughs> that um, was so true. So yeah, I, that was a moment for me. Absolutely. I wish we'd seen more of them, to be honest, because I just love the Dormelage. I love anything from Black Panther. I just think they're yeah. amazing. Um, Wakanda oh, is superior. Everyone in the MCU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, oh, I want to go so bad. Same. Um, so that was a big stand-up moment for me. Um, I also loved again like that scene in Wakanda where we see like Bucky being tested to see if he's actually free. That moment. I mean, it was beautiful in the fact that it was in Wakanda. So I loved yes, it. Of the course. fact that it was quite different. It was a very intimate scene. It was. We don't normally get those where it's just two people no. and it's just like it's very focused on emotion and development. We don't get that a lot in the mm. MCU. So I mean, that's it. The acting in his face. Oh goodness. I mean, that was like it was heart wrenching. That it scene. really was. Yeah. Um, Big, like, I mean, as I said before, I love Sebastian Stan, so I was like, this is, yeah, your moment to shine. Yeah. Um, and I even just loved, like, how simple I was. She was like, you are free. Like, that yeah. moment, I think, for every Marvel fan was a while because we've been on this journey with him for how many years? Yeah. Seeing him be tormented. So that was a massive sound. We that needed moment. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, the whole, like, shield moment, and especially that final moment where, like, it kind of zooms out and we... Mm don't see what he's done but yeah. we can see there's quite clearly a body full of blood 
And then when it zooms out and he's covered in blood and the shield is dripping with blood. Oh, the shield. That haunting. moment, haunting is definitely the word because it's like, again, we've, we've never seen it in that situation. We've seen like the odd blood splatter on the shield because yeah. you know, people have been bleeding the battle. <laughs> but not, it's never been used as a weapon in that same way, like not to that extent. Um, and I think that was a really interesting image of America. Yes. I thought that was so clever the way they did that in the fact that it's like America is quite often dressed up like the land of the free, the American mm. dream, like all these different things. And yet there's so many problems, as with most countries in the world, yeah. there's so many problems that are like, that they try and cover up with yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. patriarchy. Um, same with England. Like I get yeah. when like Britain are called Great Britain all the time. That's, we're not great. No, no. Because no. <laughs> we conquered other countries and took away their freedom doesn't make yeah. us great. Um, so I think it was such a, an amazing image to show that. I thought, and I thought that that bothered me all night. I couldn't unsee it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That was a, a big one for me. Um, but again, there was so much happening in this episode, it was hard to kind of keep track, wasn't it, it really? Yes. And then, at this point, there are so many characters that could be considered villains and antagonists, but who do you think stood out the most, in these episodes in particular? Mm, okay, so again, I'm sorry, but I'm not convinced by the flag smashers or Carly. Like, no. honestly, they're just side characters to me. They're yeah. not driving the plot, they're just kind of there. Um yeah, so I, could I feel like the, they were the reason that we kind of moved around. But yeah, it, yeah. Like we follow was... them, but all the action just seemed to be within. Yeah, the there's just no like impact. And Carly, oh, when she kept saying "one world, one people," I was like, "Sorry, I'm like I don't believe." I you. don't believe you. Like, like yeah. give it umph, give it some umph. Like I could like, say that better than one you. One world, one people. <laughs> Honestly, oh, it was like... so monotone. Her face, I just, I'm sorry. The acting wasn't there. Like, it wasn't. It, it wasn't and I there. think it was so obvious because everyone else's acting in the show was on point. Even like yeah. her team, what on yeah. point, they didn't even need to speak. <laughs> they were so <laughs> yeah. like, that one woman who died was better than <laughs> her acting. Yeah. Like, Legit. Yeah. So, it was poor. I'm sorry. I think it was Erin. I'm sorry, Erin, but it was poor. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just, it doesn't match up too. Especially because we should have liked her. Like, yeah. We should have liked her. And, cause, with, with, with that group, I was like, you're not wrong, you know? No, like, someone not. does need to take a stand. Yeah. But she just was not likeable at no, all. No, not at all. I couldn't sympathise, couldn't empathise. I just, I wasn't willing her on. Like, with that character, you're supposed to be there. Like, yes, like, you know, you, like, you're but looking for them. But it comes back to what you were saying before, Rosie, and the fact that we don't know anything about her. So no. Like, I was like, I don't care about you. So yeah. I don't care about your cause. We have no information about you no all we keep hearing is one world one people well, great tell me more like why is this stop it that bit it was, it was every episode one world one people <laughs> stop it like, that's literally how she said it every time i, I was can't. like i get it it's, it's actually quite a good slogan it uh, is if you say it well you could just be like you know i wanted like a battle cry like break yes. or something like yeah it was yeah it was flat oh. that's how i describe it flat flat so, is a good way to say it yeah therefore the real villain and the one that he the thing is he's a villain and he's not a villain like it's he is a villain so john walker john <laughs> I walker say, i think i think the end of the, this at the end of this he is and wow just wow like he is absolutely at this point the standout of all oh. of the potential villains because you've also got Zemo, who is still a villain, even though he's kind of helping. Why is he even there? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> as much as I love him, like, he's not 
kind of like driving the plot as much he's as some just, of the other characters. He's just chilling, isn't he? He's like, I'm still I here. <laughs> so much though. But anyway, that's an, <laughs> an aside. But like, John Walker is obviously the clear villain here, and he's just so like good in the sense that like the actor, like Wyatt. Is amazing, oh. absolutely amazing. Isn't that um, what you face? So convincing. <laughs> so this is what we needed from Carly, yeah, and that's we the problem. The problem was he was the focus. Mm-hmm. He was the one that we were invested in. We cared about. So yeah, that that's my thoughts. But what do yeah. you? Think? No, I agree, and I think that was my big problem with, with most of the series was mm. the whole flag smasher thing. I, was, I wasn't convinced by them. Like, I was convinced by their argument. Yeah. And I was convinced by the rest of the team, mm-hmm. um, something was their leader was just poor. Like there was no passion in there. Everything was the same. I didn't yeah. sense any actual emotion from her. Um, I just, the, for me, there was nothing from that that made me want to like fight against her, fight with yeah. her. I agree. I just found her annoying. I was like, you're yeah. really annoying. Um, Literally, every time she spoke. Especially because is this is it this episode or the, I think it's the next one when she blows up. Yeah, that's the, the cars. Next. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, do you know what, hon? Like, no, because you're no, now no. as you're now as bad as everybody else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I feel like she didn't have any integrity as a character either, which really bothered no. me. Um. Yeah, I had so many problems with her, so I was just like, oh, just no. Um. Which is a shame because I was like a female villain, like. Yeah, and they've purposely made yeah. a female character as well, so it's yeah. just a letdown. Disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely John in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm. people are like, oh, like, he's just... Because like, we see that more in the next episodes, but it's like, yeah. he's misunderstood and blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm, yeah, but, like... If you do that... <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's violent. That's the thing with that. It's like, it's an aggressive violence. Yeah. It's yeah. not just, like, a reaction. And he gets the wrong guy. He kills yeah. the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is a, is a problem, because it's like, you've actually left the girl who killed him. Yeah. Running around. Um, and it doesn't really take a minute to grieve Lamar. He's too busy. Like, like I know if someone killed you mm. in that moment, I wouldn't be laying out and leaving your body. Like, <laughs> no. I'd be doing everything I could to get you back to life. Like, yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. He's very quick to just dismiss. It he's like, oh, he's dead. dead. Like, oh well. <laughs> he doesn't even try CPR. No. He doesn't try anything. Uh, I mean, I know no it might have been does. a bit like beyond CPR, but like your instinct as, as a as a human yeah, friend to would be, to, you know, try everything, and he literally legs it. So I was like, well, never mind then. Yeah. So, and I feel like he he was so busy trying to prove himself, yeah, as the strongest whole, person in the whole series, yeah, that even that, even his avenging of his friend's death, was driven by him and what he yeah. did, yeah, yeah. So, and he, yeah. That was my whole problem. Like, like when he goes in and has that interview and all those people, I think in episode three, I think it is. Mm. I mean, like, do you know who I am? And the guys, oh. like, I don't care. Like, I loved yeah. that because yeah. Steve never said that. Even when no. he's like, I am Steve Rogers. Oh, when he says that, I can't. I can't. But yeah, he he was never arrogant. No, and he he, he like he'd very rarely be like, I'm Captain America. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He's always Steve first. Exactly. Whereas I feel like. I feel like John Walker forgot who John Walker was. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like he was a he great person himself. in the army and stuff like that, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be that anymore. Um, I don't know. And again, I think that, that's one of these... Another message on the fact that when people go for power for power, not for the right reasons, it yeah. causes problems because they're not actually there for the people that need them to be there. Yeah, um, exactly. 
Yeah, so, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but then there's the whole argument, as which I then think comes later on, mm. in the fact that he's created, he's been manufactured by the government. Yes. Um, so, and he's been kind of placed, all this authority in his head has been placed there by the government and by somebody yeah. else. Mm. Like, t- like, really, like, how, you know, how... At fault. I mean, he is at fault, but to what extent yeah. is it his fault? Because um, yeah. he's kind of been made to feel like he's above everyone else. But then again, do you know what? Steve could have said that as well, and he didn't. Yeah, do it, so. exactly. You always have a choice. But it's. I think it's a nice, complicated issue because you look yeah. at it, especially when we get to the next episode. We'll talk about that in a second, but it gets more like. Com- I think that's what this series was so well. It's so complex. Yeah. Of like, there is where does just right and wrong start and stop? Yeah. Um, clear cut. Because unfortunately, the world is like that. Um, yes. You know, quite usually when people do, do bad things, not, not all the time, no. but quite frequently when someone does something like bad, there's a reason behind. There's an underlying trigger yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought it was. Um, I thought there was. It, it's an interesting play on the whole villain antagonist type of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Clever. Yeah, it is very clever. Um, Oh, yeah, I hated him. I hated John Walker the whole <laughs> way through. I just wanted yeah. to punch his face. And then especially, like, it was just so arrogant. And I was like, you know what? You've been here five seconds, pal. Like, can you calm down? Oh, he was a no for me. Um, <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. And that brings us on to new fun fact number four. So the, f- the fictional city of Madripoor is supposed to be in Southeast Asia. But in reality, it's in a suburb of Atlanta in Georgia. Production designer Raymond Chan revealed he and director Kari Skogland. Oh, Skogland? How do you say that name? Apologies. I don't know. Um, Sk- 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 Skogland? Skogland. 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 I don't know. <laughs> it's like Skogland. It's like that to be. Yeah. Skogland. I'm going to say Skogland. Yeah, we'll go Skogland. It doesn't sound right, but we'll move on. <laughs> Went sure where to film the Madripoor scenes when they found a few random claustrophobic empty back alleys outside a small town near Atlanta. <laughs> Then, using inspiration from Mozambique and Vietnam, he dressed up to look like what we finally saw in the show. That's really funny. Mm. It's pretty creative, actually, though. Yeah. As well. well, you see, don't they? Because like people go in there, like film directors and teams go and scope out locations in advance, mm. and they'll like find like the most random streets for like two seconds of shot that takes hours to set up mm. <laughs> like, across the world. So that's really funny. In Atlanta, you wouldn't have thought that, would you? No. No, it's, it's very well done, that whole place, actually, the episodes in Mandrapur, like... Do you know, it's quite funny. On my train in the morning when I go to work, I, like, the train goes past, I think it's, like, a kitchen storage unit, but it's all outside, mm-hmm. and they've got all of those, like, massive long storage units that they, like, you know, they hide in. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I go past it, I'm like, <laughs> is this Mandrapur? <laughs> it's closer than you think. I'm like, it's literally around the corner. <laughs> Uh, yes, well, that brings us on to our final segment. So, of course, episodes five and six. I'm exhausted, Rosie. Honestly, I hope you guys are still, you know, listening. <laughs> Concentrate. <laughs> We're not done yet, okay? You can pause and make a tea, whatever. Yeah. We're not done. Um, so, the final two episodes. Episode five is called Truth. Mm-hmm. Deep, deep. They're very oh. deep names. 
And then, I'm going to say it better than Carly, <laughs> episode six is called One World, One People, and legit, that was more imp than she gave it whenever she said it in the whole series, so you're welcome. One World, One People. <laughs> so, obviously these episodes conclude the events of the series, so it's suffice to say, they are action-packed, and a lot happens in yeah. them. Yeah. theme with this series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these episodes especially deal with very heavy themes and issues. There was a lot, wasn't there? The kind of rounding off ones that have come up in the beginning. So you're kind of seeing the development of where they're leading. They're very thought-provoking and emotional Mm -hmm. for those reasons. So (laughs) what are your thoughts? Let's start with episode five. (laughs) What were your thoughts? I mean, to be fair, well, actually, I'm trying to think what what, what happened. Because in episode five, there's that whole battle with... John Walker isn't there because John Walker's like killed someone. Yeah. And then and at that point we know he's definitely taken the serum. Like yes, definitely yes, taken it. Because he's suddenly very strong. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> So I think you're right, I think he must have taken it before. Yeah, I think so. But then I kind of like the idea that he didn't take it before, like, because it shows that him as a real person was like Yeah. It's nice that it. it's up for debate, I think. They left yeah. it in a way that you don't know. It's quite fun. Yeah. Because then, because I think when I first watched it, I assumed that he'd like <laughs> he'd killed the person, then panicked and took it, and, then and he was like, <laughs> yeah. "Nothing left to lose." <laughs> um, so episode five. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I remember being quite traumatized when his arm gets broken. Oh yeah. I think I had to go back and watch that again because you know the when it went like when we went to the the like military court thing and his arm was in a brace I was like hold up hold up I was like I don't remember this (laughs) Um, so we definitely had to go back and check that Um, I also really like that that, you know at the the end of that fight because that that fight is I mean it's intense I'm like Sam could you just like try a bit harder yeah I know I know 75% of that fight on the floor I was like Sam could you not like come on (laughs) do something and i'll be honest i was gutted that we didn't see i mean i know why it's because bucky isn't like trained to kill anymore and all that kind of stuff but i was like bucky could you just you are also a super soldier yes. with like <laughs> literally hundreds of years extra <laughs> <laughs> experience on this guy and he kept getting flung all over the place i know it was embarrassing I was like, do you know what, Bucky, if Steve was here, he'd be disappointed. He would. would. So, I mean, I found that fight quite frustrating, um, but it was a good fight. It it was good. And I love the fact that in the end, like, Bucky actually won the shield and literally threw it inside. (laughs) Like, do you know what? Don't lose it again. But I thought I was quite interesting because he could have walked off with it himself, but again, he's still being true to Steve and was like, it's what Steve wanted. Like, I have He's a good friend. He is, he is. Um, and then oh, one bit that disappointed me about this is the fact that, so you know when they hand over Zemo to the Duramalage? Yeah. I thought it was just, I'm quite anticlimactic. I was like, mm. I know it was like, more. To kind of section that bit off, we're done with that now. Like, Especially like because that. I was waiting for him to like go into like a really intense Wakandan prison. Yeah. And behind out in episode six, I think, is that he's just sat chilling in the raft. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a great prison, to be honest. But I was like, I, wanted, I was like, why, why would the Duramalaji go to all that effort? Yeah, to, to find him and take him prisoner, and yeah. then pass him over to a U.S. government. I know. Prison. I wanted to see him in Wakanda so bad. For me, that bit made no sense. I was like, yeah. because the whole thing about Wakanda, like what happened with um, 
Winter Soldier in Civil yeah. War was yeah. that just T'Challa wants to take him into their own custody because it was like Wakanda is separate to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's, not, it's not run by the US. So why on earth would, would the Dormelage... Doesn't make sense. That bit was a bit... I was like, this makes no sense, Saz. Yeah. Um, unless the Dormelage have suddenly magically made their own version of the raft in Wakanda oh. or they've taken over... I don't know. It was Seems bizarre. unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found that a bit odd, to be honest, that whole section. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought because you know it's been such a massive deal yeah for the last two or three episodes yeah it was underwhelming yeah it was a bit um I hope we see him again because oh, I uh, I feel like we needed more um and then we have the whole like honorable discharge of John oh. Walker which to be fair I thought was very unfair in the fact yeah. that like he was stripped of all of his titles I was like you were happy for him to shoot people in yeah, Afghanistan weren't you as well like <laughs> So I was bad. like, are you trying to drive this man to mental breakdown? Literally, like, yeah. What choice did he have at that point? Like, that's that was his only option after he was stripped out of everything. I know. Um, so I thought, but again, I thought that made a, a really good statement because he was, when he's like, you made me, like, yeah. you trained me in the army. Everything yeah. I am is a product yeah. of the US military. And I thought that was like a nice hint towards things like PTSD after the army and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And the fact that people often have those like violent, feel always threatened a lot more like instantly um, when they have PTSD, and that idea that there's no support there because he's literally left abandoned. There's no support over him. No, at all. no, um, just bend off. Yeah, so I thought that was again quite a good, um, a good reflection, and I think that kind of mirrors the whole like Avengers not getting pay either, and the idea mm. that like the the most kind of you know important members of society at times are not rewarded for what they do, yeah, and, and not acknowledged. Um, so I thought that was quite an interesting section on that because it, it, it addresses slightly the whole veteran element and the whole veteran yeah. controversy in America as well, um, which I thought was very interesting. Mm. Um, and then we obviously also see that weird Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. What is that about? I have, I'm going to skip over that because I don't. it was weird. It was meaningless in the sense of what did it actually add? to the series. Like, who are you? Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't different if she'd have come from, like, you know, another... Like a post-credit scene or something. Yeah, but, like a visit. It's building to something, so I think we're going to see something somewhere. But it was some meant film. to be this massive moment. I was like, "Sorry, who are you?" Yeah, it that. wasn't. That wasn't done well. No, um, and obviously, and this is the point as well where Sam's wings are damaged, and everyone's like, "What's going to happen?" Because yeah, now he's got the shield, and he's got no wings, and like, who is he? The stress. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he also goes back to like. Isaiah Bradley, doesn't he? And he has this whole conversation where Bradley's like, they're not going to let a black man be Captain America. Mm-hmm. And then he, there's this whole conversation around the fact that should a black man be Captain America? Yeah. And I thought this is where they did really, really well. Because I think what the, what the show did was looked at the fact that they could have just said, look, we've got a black superhero, yay. Yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. But what they looked at was the fact that it's a much deeper conversation when you look at things like racism in America in particular because of their whole history in, um, yeah. with segregation, etc. Yeah. And the fact that not every black American is going to identify with the government, is going to want to be part of the solution mm. because for so many years there's been that oppression. You can't just turn around and be like, okay, cool, I'm on I'm on board. So I yeah. thought it was really interesting that they looked at the whole like opposition to Sam taking yeah. on that costume as well. Um, I thought that was really clever that they included yeah. that side of it and the fact that it's not like, oh, yeah, we've got, we've got, a black man has, has made it, has been, like, honoured, you know, with the idea yeah, of Captain America. Yeah. It was the fact of, like, why would you want to be? Why would you want to represent a country 
that hasn't represented you and I yeah. thought that was a really intense way to look at it and it was great so, so deep but so well done it's so because it gave a, I think for people that know about you but as obviously a white person yeah it gave me a whole different outlook on it. like I've, I've, yeah. I've heard that before but I think yeah. it gave me like a deeper insight into the reasons you know as to why someone might not want to be part of that solution yeah like the, yeah. Do you want to be affiliated with someone mm-hmm. who in the past has been your oppressor or not on board with who you are and your yeah. identity so yeah definitely that was so clever um and then the fact that kind of sam then battles with that because i yeah. think i've heard i've read this quite a bit particularly with like um mixed race um americans as well where they're not sure where they fit identity yeah. wise like um so i thought that was interesting that sam was like well as a black man where do i fit then like i've been yeah. fighting these battles for years yeah. But actually, is that the battle I should have been fighting? Mm-hmm. And I thought, again, I thought it was just a really, really intelligent way to kind of to, to address it. And it looked at it from so many different angles. It looked at it from so many different black perspectives as well. Because again, there's not one black perspective. No. There's exactly. not one white perspective on life. And I thought, yeah. again, that's interesting. And it's really, really good that they did that rather yeah, than turning around and saying like, ah, all black people must feel this. Because yeah. that's insulting as well, because black yeah. people are they're individuals you know yeah. like we all are the color of your skin doesn't determine kind of like you know the fact that we all must think the same no so, it's not your personality yeah. no um and i think sometimes films and, and tv series make the make a problem of kind of grouping anyone that isn't mm. white into the same opinions and thinking yeah. that people who aren't white have to think a certain way because that's the right way to think for those people yeah um and don't think about it in a more complex way so i thought that was really really clever um as well i really really enjoyed that um, so yeah, I thought that was fab. Um, is this the episode where we get the flirting and the fixing the boat? Because I loved this. Yes, I think because they train. So Bucky and Sam are training with the shield together, yeah. aren't they? And that is in Louisiana. So I think this is the this is the one with the boat. This was so I could have watched eight episodes of them fixing that boat. Oh, it was just so nice to I see. Felt them. Like I was there. Yeah, but like it was nice to see them happy and getting on and enjoying each other's company wasn't it yeah and seeing seeing Bucky flirt with Sarah oh, oh my god. god that was so oh like, hi Sarah <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because again we got to see more of Bucky that we like the Bucky that we knew back in the 30s yeah. about the two women do you know what I mean yeah like, that's who he was which, yeah. yeah it was great I, that was definitely a standout moment for me as well definitely. I really, really enjoyed that um, yeah and oh. then we obviously have like the random Wakandan briefcase. Everyone was like, "What's in the yeah. case?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a great, that was a great moment of like, "What is actually in that case?" And I was like, "I was like, also, how did Bucky just manage to like know? How did they know his size?" I know, they, like all I know, of it's these different things. <laughs> I like to think that Shoei made that as well. If I yeah, oh, queen, um, another queen in Wakanda. Yeah, and then we have the random like. <sighs> Is this the episode as well where we get the bit where she like blows up the random cars? Is that a later one? I yeah, I, well, this is where they're planning the attack on the conference in it's, New York yeah, City. It's like it's the build-up. It's when they blow up like that building, and then like Carly. Oh, sorry, they don't blow up. They rob the building of resources because they're saying yes. it's not fair that you're. Which is true. They shouldn't be holding resources. Yeah, and also people get injured, don't they? Because I remember because one of Carly bashing her. Yeah, because Carly then plants bombs in their cars. Yeah. And doesn't tell anyone about it. Another reason why I don't like her, she's not a team oh, player. She's not, no. And at that point, I was like, nah, I'm not on board with this whole flag smashing thing, to be honest. To be honest, it was just a bit boring. 
like I'm not gonna lie, the flag smasher stuff. I wasn't. I was never invested. I was. I was invested in in them and their their kind of message. Hmm. I just wasn't invested in her. The story wasn't strong enough for me. We, we needed more background, didn't we? Yeah. On why they felt the way they felt because like, exactly. we knew they were being pushed from like their homes, but we never actually knew like more about it. But but on the same breath. It makes really interesting commentary on like refugees, particularly in yeah. Syria, for example, at the moment, and that commentary on the fact that like people are just pushed from place to place because no one wants to have to like deal with vulnerable people. Yeah. So that's not again. It's politically. It's, it's very like relevant as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we had that random mid-credit scene where John Walker's then building like his own <laughs> shield, and it was dreadful. Oh yeah, because it was like scrap metal, like it was metal like or a, something. It was like a Poundland version of Iron. It Man, literally wasn't was. It? it was not good. I was like, yeah. right, right, pal. It was... But that's episode five. Yeah, Lord. so much. Happened. There's so this much show. that goes on. And My I, head. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I but yeah, it always went so quickly as well. Like the episode. Yeah, it did. Wow. So there you go. Uh, they're my thoughts on episode five. But do you want to do episode five before we move on? <laughs> well, we'll do a little skim because I feel like I agree with most of what yeah. you said. Um, I think, like, definitely um, the the moment with Isaiah, I think that is the bit where you're kind of oh, yeah. the most invested and kind of interested because it was just the most thought provoking and emotional section it of the episode. It creates conversation, doesn't it? And I think any good, any good uh, like, entertainment medium should yeah. create conversation and you're right like it gives you an insight and a perspective into you know the, the black um yeah. perspective because you know as a white woman like i don't know you know how no. it feels and for me you know i probably wouldn't question you know if i was become a superhero i'd be like sure you know like yeah. representing my country but it's different you know when your ancestors have been through and obviously still currently yeah. you're being treated differently to uh, other people so it's such an important message and i think they delivered it very very well and i think th- i think it was a great idea to to bring asaya into yeah. the series i, I wish he was in it, it more i but... agree i wish he was in it more but i think it was also like a nice rebuttal to people who were like there's not racism anymore and yeah. obviously there is anyway yeah. but yeah, even yeah. there wasn't People have there are people alive today who have experienced racism for years. Yes, who were part of that culture where segregation was like the norm. Yeah, um, yeah. like to, obviously, like today, it's the norm for some people, mm. but it's not widely accepted like as no, acceptable. No. No. Whereas it was like the law. <laughs> so yeah. these people have lived through those times. So you can't expect people who've lived like that to suddenly be like, oh, okay, it's cool. Like yeah. your your past experiences have a real impact on the way that you move forward and and um, the way that you view the world. Definitely, but I thought that was a great way of also looking at the fact that just because something's in the past doesn't mean it doesn't impact your present and your future. I was just about to say um, that it showed the long lasting effects. Yeah. Of you know being treated like that of, of the racism, like yeah. it shows that it affects you for a very long time it, it's not just a in the moment situation obviously no. you know sometimes it's something someone says once that but that can yeah. affect you for the rest of your life because you feel like you're a different person it's, it's yeah. yeah you know it affects everyone and I think this showed how damaging yeah. that really was to Isaiah and how he personally he'd rather be dead he'd yeah yeah be dead yeah than triumph like 
find equality and that for me was so hard hitting so i definitely cried in this episode because of what he was saying because it was very tragic like it was tragic because you just felt like his whole life was defined by how he was treated literally because of the color of his skin even though he fought for his country and saved people's lives yeah and and done what the government had asked him to do exactly it's it's just unreal like so it was very sad so that was definitely the moment. Like when I think of this episode, that's that's the bit I think about. Yeah. Um, because it was just very emotional, but it, in all the, the right ways, like it yeah. hit in the right ways. And obviously, it was so important because Sam's still trying to decide what to do at this point. Like he's kind yeah. of like you know he's done the training with his shield, so he's kind of there, but he's still a bit conflicted. Oh, he's yeah. also, I think he's also thinking about how people will view him if he does yeah. do it that's why he's speaking to he Mateo. says that doesn't he he says at one point he's like not everyone's gonna love me for this but yeah. you know also yeah. quick aside can okay. we talk about that training montage oh i forgot that existed that was excellent work it was excellent 10 um, out of 10 cinematography wow <laughs> Just... I mean, I think it was though. Like, you know, obviously, it was quite impressive seeing Anthony Mackie clearly working hard for the film. But really, I thought it was like a nice way of, of showing it as well because it was like, yeah, it was only very quick. But I, it made me want to go and run. I never want to go and run. No, so. I agree. <laughs> it was just very natural as well. Like the way we were seeing it, and it was so nice to see him actually like using the shield and trying yeah. to like work out how to use it, and Bucky helping him as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was I. I think the thing I enjoyed actually the most from this episode was the boat um, scene because you saw Bucky and Sam like like together working together, and, and we had that iconic climb, and he was like, "He's like, you just use the metal arm," and he's like, "I'm right-handed." Oh, my God. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's moments like that to me that stood out the most. Like, obviously, like you said, the flag smasher's message is important, and it's not something that I don't believe in. But unfortunately, I think due to the way they were written, I don't know if it was all squished in too much. Yeah. That didn't stand out for me as much. And Carly didn't help. So, yes. So, moving on. <laughs> Dear Lord, to the finale. So, did the finale of the series live up to your expectations? Yeah, it did, you know. Um, <laughs> my only point on it would be, like, the reveal of Sam as Captain America... I was like, this is great. However, I feel like because I'd had to wait a week, mm. like mm. the suspense, I knew it was coming. I was like, yeah. there's only one episode left. So yeah. like, it's going to happen in this episode. So I feel like if it had maybe, if, if it maybe got like the last two episodes together, maybe, or like, yeah. I don't know, but it just felt like, especially when they like left this like briefcase, like I wonder what's in the briefcase. Mm, we all knew what was in the briefcase. <laughs> it was quite clear. Um, yeah. So I think, and I think, unfortunately, that's where the series was let down a bit in comparison to One Division, in that a yeah. lot of the twists mm. <laughs> were not twists. We all knew what was coming. Like, yeah. like this, this is where we find out that the pawnbroker, oh. big surprise, is Sharon, which we all knew from like day one. No way. <laughs> she was so obviously it. She was like yeah. a pawnbroker that no one's ever seen or spoken to. Mm. No, I've got a really rich house full of paintings and I clearly mm. am fraudulent. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I wasn't, but, but I mean, his entrance was great and him fighting as Captain America was great. Amazing. But I, it was just, I feel like because I'd only just sat down to watch it, I wasn't kind of filled. You know that hype you get at the end of a yeah. movie? 
where yeah. you kind of sort of like, it's time. It's yeah. time now. I didn't kind of have that because I was just pressing play after like a week delay. Yeah. That's maybe yeah. the only part where I think maybe it being a series let it down a little bit. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're Captain America. I was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't back. ready for this. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I love, I loved how he was like, I'm Captain America. I love that. That was so cool. <laughs> and the guy was like, isn't he on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good finale. I thought it was, you know, actually, oddly enough, didn't have as much in it as the other episodes did, which mm. kind of tied mm. things up. Um, yeah, wasn't as dramatic. I mean, there was drama. It was dramatic, it? but I don't think there wasn't as many like separate strands happening at no. once. They'd finally all come together. Yeah, I liked the whole hostage scene bit. Not that I'm mm. always it's hostages. But like it sounded really No, weird. I know what you mean. But um like I enjoyed that vibe to it and, and again the fact that people will just trust what they're told. They mm. just got into I was like, Are you people stupid? Like, um but you would because when you panic, that's what would happen. Yeah. Um yeah. I liked all like the, the use of tech and stuff in this and like the fact that like when the screens were wiggling. I'll be honest, I wasn't in like I was like, Why is Patrock here? Like again, another oh, unnecessary no. person. It was unnecessary. Yeah, because um, he could have just fought a flag smash and it would have been the same. Yeah, it didn't have an, an impact that was no. different. So but I was like, nah, so I was not feeling this. Um, yeah, then there was like, because then John Walker was in it, one he? And I was like, what? But then it took him ages to appear. He only appeared like the last 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, and he's suddenly like on the good side. Like, I wasn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't on board with that. I'm that still was not too a fan. quick. Too quick. That was like, but also, I was a bit like, just because you tried to save like a van full of people doesn't mean you're a good person. I know that sounds really bad, but yeah. I was like, Carly was gone. It doesn't mean that you can suddenly like any any human yeah. with any ounce of goodness would have saved that yeah. hero. So like, it redeems him slightly because he at least thinks other people for a second. But I was like, this isn't enough to make up for what we've seen. No, it, you're not a hero. Suddenly, like in a click of a finger. Because I saw everyone online being like, he redeemed himself, and I was like, sorry. Um, no, not having that. So I was no, no, I um, agree. Wasn't feeling that. Um, thank you. And <laughs> um, I'm sorry. The speech. Can we talk about Sam's oh, yeah. speech? Sam's speech. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I I don't really know what else to say about it. In the fact that it was just it was amazing. It was it so was. insightful. He did it so well. I thought it was a bit unrealistic that everyone just stood and watched. Yeah. Like, well, he yeah. had, like, 15 minutes of speaking. But um, the way that he spoke to like, those government officials, I was like, yeah, we've saved you, mm-hmm. but, like, what are you going to do now? Like, I-, I love that political challenge that was yeah. clearly speaking not only to the fictional politicians, but yeah. was quite clearly pointed at the actual politicians as well. Like, you've got the power, what are you going to do mm. um, to make life better for the people who can't speak up for themselves? Um, yeah. So yeah, loved that. Um, I'll be honest, I was gutted that Zemo's butler blew up that van. I know, I know. I get why they did it, but I was annoyed because yeah. when they when the flag smashers climbed into that van and there was the whole like one world, one people. I know. I was like, oh, the movement Seems... continues. I'm like, yeah. this is exciting, and they blew it up. I know. But so now I'm confused because I'm like, well, is it why include that if they're not going to carry that one world, one people theme on? Hmm. Well, because it was his butler, wasn't it? That like, yeah. It's annoying because it kind of made it seem like they were going to continue, even though because Carly at this point has also um, wasn't a fan of that either. So died. 
<laughs> because Sharon killed oh, her. That was dreadful. I'm sorry. That actually, do you know what? That was one problem I had with it. That whole section where Sam and Sharon and Carly were all that when Carly was like, mm, for the pawnbroker. Oh mm. no, no. And it was like we were all supposed to go. <gasps> and yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Literally, cool. no one was shocked. No. We knew this. No. Um, so I found that whole section a bit clunky, to be honest. It was, um, yeah. I also wasn't a fan that Carly got shot, not going to lie. No, um, I didn't like especially that Especially because Sharon made it so obvious that she was being dodgy and Sam didn't click on. I know. I That's what I hated as well, that like no one clicked. It was like, so obvious. It annoyed me. The whole Sharon storyline annoyed me and Carly, to be honest. So that scene... And it, it upset me because, again, you know what? Whilst I love the series, typical Marvel fashion... The women. Where were the women? I, yeah. It was, was like, typical. Oh. Like, oh, I just, and as we know, I'm passionate about my one woman characters. You are. But it was the fact that there was like, for the majority of this show, there was no women. Mm-hmm. None. There was like, no. obviously you had, um, you had Sarah, who was great. And the Dora Milaje. Who were great, but they were but, barely in it. Yeah. Um, The fact that like, all of the people, like, the fact that, John Walker and all of his squad were all male then you had like Bucky and Sam who were mm. both male and then when they went to like most of the Zemo was also male so there was times I like, was watching it and I was like like can you get any more testosterone in this room yeah it was very overpowering yeah it, that was my only problem with it and I think a lot of that is because there were too many characters yeah yeah there's too much going on sometimes yes yeah. And they weren't needed. They were redundant characters. And the balance was just so off. Yeah. Um, and as, as, a, as a woman watching it, it was really frustrating. Yeah. Especially when, like, Sharon was barely used. And then um, Carly was written so poorly. Yeah. Like, can we just put a bit more effort into our female yeah. characters, please? Like, have we not learnt by now? That... Like, look at One Division. Hello. Yeah. Where was that? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I, I, I'm not sitting there and saying that women have to be the lead role and everything. No. I'm not no. saying that. But when you sit and watch those six episodes, women have basically zero impact yeah. on the plot. Yeah. Like, they just don't. Well, look at the woman, DeFontaine or whatever she's called, the one that's introduced oh. for John Wall. What was the point? Why, why, why was that about? And that's another woman Harley. that was pointless. So, yeah. yeah. But that was a big gripe I have with the series. Yeah. yeah. The fact that, like, not that there's, like, no women, like, leading, like, you know, flying to the skies. No. The fact that even the women they included were written poorly. Yeah. I mean, Sarah was great, but she wasn't in it enough. No. And um, I wanted more yeah. from her. I agree. Um, so that really frustrated me. I was like, this is a step backwards. Like, come on, come on. Um, mm. it, yeah, it felt like an overload of men. I, I remember watching that section. It was episode when it, it's it's the bit when it's all Zemo and Bucky and Sam and Lamar and yeah, John and they're them, all like stomping around and I was men. like oh my god like yeah yeah it was quite exhausting so that was one problem I had with it because even though One Division had was like female led there was plenty of male characters that were well written within it was strong yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. you know you even look at what was his name Hart like the the villain in that technically the, the head of Sword. Um, oh yeah, oh, wow, Harris. Or, it's not, it's yeah, not yeah. Um, but he, but he was still, was still well written because he was an interesting character. Yeah, most of the women that we met had zero backstory and zero development throughout the show as well. That's another important thing: is that every most men in that show had an arc. Yeah, yeah. I don't think one woman had an arc. No, no, everyone was just plateaued. They everyone were just kind of there. 
Yeah. Like, they didn't drive the plot at any point. Because even Carly, no. she believed the same when she started as when she died. Yeah. Sharon was the same at the beginning as when she was at the end. Yeah. And Sarah had no movement, bless her, from the beginning to the end. And the Dora Milaje were kind of there to facilitate. Zemo they were too being... quick, weren't they? Like, yeah. again, I wanted more from them. Like, I wanted to kind of see them, like, I don't know, yeah. just do have some more impact. Um, so, yeah, that really frustrated me. <laughs> um, in case you can't tell. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but I think the end in the messaging was great. I think, like, the the emphasis and and the way it set things up is great Um, again another issue that I have with it is the fact that we didn't see as much of Bucky as I I wanted to yeah I agree with you it was very Falcon like which is fine it was the fact that it was sold as like a pair thing and quite often it was like Bucky was just there again side character yeah I was yeah. like, oh, we've been here, we've done this. Like, yeah. one of it was kind of for Bucky's development, and I wish mm. that we'd seen more of things like him making amends and stuff like that, because we didn't yeah. really see a lot of that. No. Because um, the bits we did see of that were great. Were great, yeah, so yeah. Emotional, so. Even, like, in the finale, and the fact that, like, Sam was flying around being Captain America, which was amazing. That helicopter scene was amazing. Oh, my God. So, so I good. Yeah. And yet Bucky's just chilling with John Walker and like it was like he was so underused. I love when he freed the people from like the yeah. man. Oh, yeah, when the guy was like, Thank you for saving us. Oh. You could tell how much it meant to him. I yeah. love that. That was yeah. very emotional as well. Again, actually. Yeah, like he was just he faded into the background a bit as we went through the series. Yeah, I agree. Again, a shame. But and obviously that's reflected again in the fact that at the end it changes from Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh my God, why is Bucky still the Winter Soldier? And, but I think that's because he hasn't finished his development yet. No, and I he's think, not. No, he's was not. It, and Kevin, I think it's Feige. I'm always saying Kevin Feige. 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 But I, Feige. I, I read it I as Feige. Like Feige. It's Feige, isn't it? <laughs> has said that, or like, or, and the, um, the director of the show said that like, he's not finished yet. Like he's yeah. not finished where he needs to be. So I was like, okay, hopefully we'll get more sense. Bucky and more development. Yeah. I think we will. Um, but yeah, fab. I mean, it was like it was a, a fab um, finale. It tied most things up. I was just annoyed that she got shot and there was no explanation and kind of no. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I feel like at times it it treated people like in the show like they were stupid and they're not stupid. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so anyway, wanted... that was me. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think I I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good finale. Um, like I I don't know. I was still a little bit. I don't know, let down. I think that something was missing. I don't know if that's just because, like you were saying, like the bits, like what there should have been a big reveal, the power broker wasn't. So I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, I kept saying pawn broker. So was everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. That was a bit different. I didn't, even, I didn't even pick up on that. That's hilarious. Um, so that was disappointing because I was like, I knew that. Like, great. Um, and she didn't um, even do anything with it. Like, no, she didn't. Nothing... So I was a bit like, mm, okay. I did love Falcon's, well, Captain America. No. Captain America's uh, suit. I loved that. Yeah, that received a lot of hate, but I loved it. Yeah. The only problem I, I had with it, it was the neck thing. I was like, yeah. Like, only because I thought it was really impractical. Like, when he tried to turn his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was. Why is it all attached? But I agree, the suit was sick. It and was. I love, if you look at the symbolism of like the flag as well, mm-hmm. and like how the three different Ameri- Captain America costumes reflect those colors. Yes. Yeah. Really interesting really cool. kind of how they represent America. I so much really detail. Which yeah. of course is very Marvel. Um and what was I gonna say, I for one of me like one of the standout things for me was um when Bucky made amends finally 
with, I can't remember the names, I'm really sorry. I will find But um, he made amends with, basically he became friends with this man, like, because he he lived in the same building, because he knew that he had um, killed his son when he was the Winter Soldier. And he he felt, like, all this guilt all the time he was around him, and he was trying to tell him, but he could never do it. So at the end of that episode, he finally tells him. And it's so interesting because, you know, like, we, we kind of we don't see the whole conversation. We see like the emotions on the yeah, faces and stuff. Yeah, that was done really cleverly. And it, it's shown in a way that finally, kind of that guy, whatever his name is, Yuri Nakajima. Thank you. No he problem. is finally kind of um, like able to grieve. Smart, like, yeah, he got to grieve, and he also kind of got to like you know move on closure, because he was yeah, yeah. yeah closure. Thank you. That was the word I was trying Look to find. Look at me go with my closure. dictionary in my head. <laughs> He finally got closure, and that's the thing. Like, it was it was nice to see him get closure, but also Bucky was progressively yeah. getting closure because then we saw that he had his book, he whipped his like black book out, oh. and he was going to go through everyone and get closure with all of them and kind of move on and move away from being the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And so that for me, I really enjoyed that because I think that was quite emotional. And I, like you said, we didn't see as much of Bucky, and when no. we did. It was really, really good. So I really that loved that scene moment. Was like, especially when he was like, "Oh my goodness, yeah. it was me." Oh my god! Because oh, I remember when I was watching it, I was thinking, "Yeah, because how do you explain this? Because we yeah. know it's not his fault." Yeah. Well, how do you sit down how? and try and explain that to someone? Like, yeah. Oh and it's because god. like every time Bucky would go past the flat, he'd see the picture of this son, oh. like on, like the mantle, and like. Wow, it was just very emotional, extremely emotional. So that was a standout. Another standout thing was when Sam had the memorial dedicated to Asaya. How did I the, forget about this? The Captain America exhibit in the museum. And um, a thing that people picked up on is that Asaya doesn't salute like Sam does, salute the statue. He just goes and hugs Sam yeah. instead because he still doesn't want to acknowledge you know, the fact that he doesn't want to be affiliated with the country. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. appreciative of the gesture that Sam has done for him. Yeah. I love that. I think that's an important yeah, like, that's kind of true, actually, yeah. distinction to make. Um, so that was also very emotional. Yeah. Because we see Asaya kind of, you know, he's very emotional at that. Cause and he, he still respects his wishes because it says, like, has, like, his death date on and stuff yeah. as well. So it's like he still gets to, like, retain that privacy. But Exactly. I love yeah. that scene, yeah, when Sam, like, the whole world will know what you did for our country. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that as well. So they were, like, my favourite. I think they were the most, like, emotional parts mm-hmm. of me, And they were my favourite bits. Uh, I love a bit of emotion. And... Just one more thing that <laughs> kind of was just again what was going on when in the uh, end credit scene when Sharon receives her pardon oh, and then she joins rejoins the CIA and we see her clearly still in power broker mode because um, she wants to access the government's you know secrets whatever and do whatever she wants but obviously there's theories. Yeah, that she's meant to be a scroll, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll see. It but makes I don't sense, know. but. Well, just, what's the whole thing with this scroll thing? Because I'm like, when we saw in Captain Marvel, they were pretty chill. So I exactly. Don't... So where has this come from? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, as you'll see, Spider-Man at the end. I've read, I've read. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Fury is a scroll in it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, are people who they seem? So that's the thing with Sharon. Is when, when you see that, you think, okay, maybe this isn't the Sharon Carter that we knew. So it's interesting because it opens a bit more like mm. the debate about her. But still, I was like, for goodness sake, I was like... Why is this Especially the end of because scene? everything we knew about her, yeah, 
she was like, I was like, how is the same woman who was ready to like shoot down Shield? Yeah. For what was right. Yeah. And that's what got me. It's like, surely once she got her pardon, I know it's this idea of like being, you know, disenchanted or disenfranchised with your own country because yeah. I haven't treated you. I get that. But mm. for me, it just like, if we'd seen more of her, maybe yeah. it'd have made Throughout. more sense. Yeah. But it felt more like it was like a token thing of like, haha, Sharon's a villain now. And I was like, it was just, yeah, it was underwhelming again. When, when you look yeah. at the end credit scene in the finale of One Division, oh, outside, yeah. You think like, wow, why were we given this instead? You know, so like that was disappointing. Overall, it it was a really good finale, but there were just like issues, mainly with the female characters that I was yeah. just a bit let down by. <laughs> and when when John Walker gets his suit as a US agent, oh, who he's clearly going to be now, and it's basically the exact same suit as Captain yeah. America, but in black, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, look at me go, and I'm like, oh my god, like how it's the same suit. Like, so then we're like. Where are we going with you now? <laughs> Why are you still here? It's like there's so many things, but when that woman like was like, soon they need a Captain America, they get need a US agent. I, was like, I don't think that was right, hon. Like, no, I... no, it was. That's the thing. Her character just confused me. I was like, what is going on? I don't Why think are you you've here? kind of gauged the the MCU face. No, Why no. You? <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's that's my like thoughts. I agree with a lot of what you said. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing, oh dear lord! Oh, so if you had to read this series, I'll interesting that I'm going first. Can we just put mm. this out again? Who, I'm the who did that? Uh, <laughs> what would you give this series out of ten? I, I think this is quite difficult, actually. Do you know what? I've got a gut feeling. I don't even know where it's come from. I have two, but 7. I don't know if it's too high. high. Same. Oh my We're gosh. completely on the same page. Oh my goodness. I, I re- the thing is, I, I quite often mark them based on how much I enjoyed them as well. And I really yeah. enjoyed it. Couldn't wait for the next episode. Like, yeah. Totally yeah. great. But there was quite a lot of um, issues. Yeah, from a character perspective. Mm, um, which is important for you. It is, it is. As we know. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I feel like obviously we didn't see enough of Bucky as I would have liked yeah. to have done. But the bits that we saw were incredible. So that, that's why it's. It's not like a it's six. still high. It's yeah. seven point five because I'm like the stuff that I saw was amazing. Yeah, and the you know the writing, the themes, everything in it was was far mm. apart from Carl. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. That I but there was just things. I, I, I wish it had been eight episodes. I think if it was eight. Yeah, episodes, I think we should have had eight because it, it would have been brushed. better. Um, because yeah. we'd have maybe have got to have seen a bit more about backstories of people. Yeah. and as we saw from episode one, that was so intriguing. So I'd have rather had more of that. So yeah, seven point five for me, just because of the fact that it was it was just missing some things. Yeah. Um, despite the rest of it being being fab, and I think it has to be right rated highly because of how much how head on it addresses. Yeah. Like, like, we even forgot to mention that I'll mention it briefly now. That scene where I think it's episode two where mm-hmm. they go to Isaiah's house and then oh, yes. the police turn up mm-hmm. and try and arrest. Um, Sam. Sam. Yeah. And he's like, do you not know who this guy is? Like, yeah. yeah. But it's the fact that oh. he has to be like, I'm the Falcon for them to not arrest yeah. him. Literally because yeah. he's a black man. And then yeah. actually, the person with the warrant is Bucky, the white guy. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So I think the fact that they addressed those things so blatantly and yeah. so head on has to be applauded and has to be reflected yeah. in Oscars. I agree. Because I was originally going to give it a seven. And then yeah. I was like, actually, I was like, no, it seems too low. It doesn't Feel, give it yeah, enough credit. Yeah. Feels a bit wrong, so yeah, I same same as you, seven point five, and I think you're right. I think because it deals with such complex themes, um, 
and it has to be like celebrated for that because it does it so well it's not something that tries to do that and fails like it, it does it really really well and they are quite key points yeah. in the whole series and and because you know most of the characters are really good there's just yeah. a few female ones that just are not great and that is why the score is lower than one division because not I, I hate to compare it it's not completely the same no. but like for me one division i was more excited for that every week as well and mm. i just came away from that like i don't know feeling i feel like it was a bit more complete for some reason i don't know why like i just felt like it was more like interesting more my thing whereas this I also like think it's because it had they had less characters didn't they so yeah it was a bit more like you could invest in it a bit easier like more mm. easier than this one for that reason so it was less chaotic yeah. for in that respect it's still chaotic but yeah true but yeah and, and yes. we're, we're, we're both in line with like the reviews from everyone else as yeah well. that's it's true good. it's good so with that that's a wrap on this episode it's definitely been a lot i don't even want to look right now at how long dear I lord i'm apologize <laughs> if you're still here congrats i'm really impressed thank you so um, much for sticking so with us thank you for listening we hope you've enjoyed another marvel episode they're always gonna be the longer ones because they are it's just so much so detailed isn't it and um, mm. if you're still here you're clearly enjoying yourself so why not go and subscribe <laughs> on whatever your channel is and then leave a cheeky review yes <laughs> even if yeah. it's katie and rosie never do one this long ever again yeah um, <laughs> it's feedback <laughs> Uh, if you've got any Disney loving friends or Marvel loving friends mm. or if, you know a bit of both like we are uh, make sure to pass us on to them because I'm sure they'd love to hear every Marvel fan loves to hear opinions and have oh yeah opinion. and get involved in the yeah. conversation <laughs> uh, and don't forget if you haven't done so already um, and you're looking for some other Disney podcasts to, to stream you can catch us as guests over on Making the Magic podcast and the Three Musketeers podcast as well um, and they obviously have their own episodes that don't have us in which you are yes, to listen to not all about us <laughs> <laughs> not all the time also don't forget to follow along with our instagram for all of our latest magical adventures to be fair we have actually seen each other recently we have so we have had some adventures so maybe <laughs> there'll be some like more recent content yeah. for us um we'll actually uh, together in person yeah yeah along with the throwbacks of course um and of course we're still currently offering ad slots in our podcast and you can find all the information about those over on instagram and facebook so if you're a small business any personal business mm -hmm. we, we love all small businesses please do get in touch if you'd like to be featured in one of our episodes and of course coming up next time we return to our classics yes. episodes how exciting with the free caballeros. We are very intrigued. <laughs> Neither of us have seen this film no. before. I've been on the ride in Disney World and was mm. very confused. So, I mean, I don't know how that episode's going to go. It's. I think it's going to be funny. I, I think, think we're going to yeah. find it. It might be a Fantasia again, I'm not going to lie. It's also our first episode, like, many of the Christmas ones and stuff, that looks at one of the original, like, mm. Disney characters, really. Um, that's true and yeah Donald. and mm, we obviously yeah. did some at christmas but there was none specific about like it wasn't like we were doing specifically one film we just yeah mentioned same with fantasia mm. it was like a, a cheeky nod to mickey it was um that's a good so, point yeah so it's a bit of a milestone for us there then isn't it how exciting and maybe along with another milestone that we mentioned earlier yes <laughs> <laughs> true true so obviously in the meantime 
feel free to contact us on our email at springfulofdisneypodcast at gmail.com with any queries, any suggestions for episodes, anything. Just, just let us know. Say hi, feel free. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Please just send us an email. And of course, for both of us, have a magical rest of your day. 